Hey, an introduction to a show that normally doesn't have one. Uh, I'm Keith, and I'm here to introduce this episode with special guest Greg Sadashny. Uh, Greg is um, the second Greg on the show, and he uh, hosts a show called The Debatable Pod, and he uh, also hosts a show called All the Pieces Matter, specifically about the awesome television show The Wire. Greg is just an awesome guy to talk to. Um, I was on his show, uh, episode 74 or 75 of his show. Um, I was on and had a great time, and um, we were hoping to get him on sooner, but it just didn't happen, um, mostly because of uh, issues on our side with scheduling and stuff, and it just didn't seem like it would be uh, reasonable to have him on when we really were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants anyway. Greg is, has another fantastic conversation with us. Um, we go a bit long on this one because that's just how it happens. Um, we get a bit serious. We get it very fun and just fantastic. So I'm sure we'll have Greg on again um, sooner than a year, uh, a year later, uh, just because we always have fun with him. So be sure to check out his shows, uh, Debatable Podcast and um, All the Pieces Matter. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Mr. Greggles. And also, a quick final plug for scrupulousproductions.squarespace.com. Um, go check out our buddy Dan's uh, website and all the uh, things that he's working on over there. You'll understand why I'm plugging this at the beginning, um, about an hour and a half into the show. So, enjoy! <laughs> Which got me into a little bit of trouble. That's not even funny. Can't believe we, we came up with a whole episode, pretty much. I'd be like, all right, I got ten minutes. I'd run to the computer, fucking pull my pants down. The fire is dying. <laughs> I can't even say. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Mr. Yorick! Mr. Yorick! Welcome to the But You're Wrong podcast. I'm Greg DiNicola. I'm Keith Fidela. We now join the But You're Wrong podcast, already in progress. Hello, Greg. Hey, what's going on? Hey, there we go. <laughs> the beautiful northeastern buttery vocals. Oh, so Greg the, the, the most buttery. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's trying to get laid tonight. Uh. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of which, I uh, I took a flight to Nashville last weekend. Joined the Mile High Club by myself. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think they take off a half mile for that. So I think you're just. I'm the. <laughs> I'm the uh, the thousand foot club. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever half of a mile is, I don't know. It's around there. I don't know. It's. <laughs> You guys have to excuse me. I'm still getting over, uh, getting getting sick, and then allergies have been fucking with me. Yeah, I, my voice is a little shot too. I I was sick. Then I I kind of got over it. Went to Nashville, came back sick again. So I did. Don't, you I drink? Don't... Yeah, I got. I got <laughs> it was crazy. Nashville was out of fucking control. Like literally. Like, have you ever been there? No. It it was. I, I think it was crazier than Las Vegas. It was really, it really was. Like when we went out, we went on Broadway downtown. It yep. was the craziest party I've ever been to. It was just nice. the whole like 
like five blocks of party. It was like awesome. like New Orleans, man. Uh, actually, I mean, I've never been to Mardi Gras, but I imagine that's kind of what it's like wow. with, a little, with less nudity. Well, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see any tits. It was, I mean, that's probably my fault, but that's, yeah, it is probably your fault. That's that's awesome though, man. Yeah, I've heard a couple people tell me that Nashville is is pretty banging. Yeah, it's. I would love to go again. What was what brought you down there? Just like the music and the scene. Uh, it, was, it was a work trip actually, but um, it yes. wasn't. It wasn't like I didn't like have to do work work. Like I wasn't meeting clients. We went for a, an operations conference, and uh-huh. um, so when we weren't doing. The conference stuff, we just went out and got crazy, which was pretty sweet. Yes. Yeah. What are you supposed to do, man? Right, exactly. <clears throat> what, what, other, what the hell is life all about? I know. I was hoping that they're going to send us to uh, to London uh, for this conference that we have to do for work. And uh, the last time that they went, I wasn't invited, but every single person basically said it was uh, one meeting. A day. They were there for five days. One meeting a day. Uh, then basically from from two p.m. on, just drinking. I was like, not bad. I oh. can do that. Yeah, I totally live with that. London. <laughs> have you ever been to London? No, not at all either. L- London's fucking awesome. That's awesome. It's it's not like a lot of you know. It's not like Nashville or New Orleans, but it's it's pretty fucking sweet. Well, yeah, man. I mean, it's a it's a major fucking destination. I I I, I so badly want to go. Like the, Europe is somewhere I haven't been. There are all. literally pubs every like twenty feet. <laughs> That's the place, man. That's the place I want to go to. I don't even drink that much, but I I like being around that kind of people. Well then, then <laughs> you're on the right. You're on the right podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're. I loved when you asked Greg if he drank in Nashville because that's like asking the Pope if he looked the other way on child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I, hey, hey, don't don't talk bad about ooh, new Pope. Ooh, I'm, like I'm new, sorry, I, old Pope, old Pope. Yeah, old. Yeah, pope. yeah. Differentiate. No, I, I I only know of Greg from his um his Twitter reputation, which I guess is. A, a wild and crazy guy. <laughs> and then, of course, the podcast. But, um, you know, you guys, you guys seem like, uh, a couple of, um, of, uh, people that can, can, uh, tie one on and have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> Tying one on. I like that. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I will use this moment to let everybody know that I am drinking a Sam Adams Irish Red right now. Um, and I have one on deck, just in case. Oh. Should I be drinking? Is this part of the podcast? Usually, uh, you don't have to be. You okay. don't have to. We do, typically. Okay. This is our uh, this is our unwinding for the week, our therapy session. Yeah. Um, That's good. That's good. So you need to have a little, you know, a little lubrication in there. I got you. Yeah, and some beer too. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's just that's just how we do it. Um, that's how uh, that's how us and Billy Joel roll. So yeah, just... <laughs> there there have been some episodes if you go if you go back where we probably partook a little bit too much, and you can you can tell that we're just just a little bit out of it. 
Uh, typically, we keep it a kind of a even, fairly you, even. Like kill. like old episodes, or do you mean like last week? I don't necessarily. Uh, no, I don't think last week. But um, there's the, a, once in a while one every always pops up. Yeah, the, there'll <laughs> be a couple sprinkled throughout where you where you get you just listen. And you're like, oh man, they're uh, they're kind of like most of the way in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we clearly talked for, like, an hour beforehand, drinking, and then we started the episode. Yeah, that's part of the problem. Keith, do you do the editing? Uh, we, now we split it. When I was unemployed, I did all the editing. Now we kind of, now we split it. Do you guys ever, uh, you know, shake your head, uh, having listened to what you guys recorded, and, like, how the fuck (laughs) did we, did we get to this level of drunkenness? Well, not even so much the drunkenness. We just the drunkenness leads us to stupid places, and I mean, there was—I don't know if you listened to the episode that we got on the topic of uh, Arnold the Aardvark sexual fan fiction. I don't think we this, were drunk for that. One. This sounds familiar. And it's just like you, you're like, oh, what is wrong? What is wrong with us? But that's <laughs> that's really what I shake my head at. I'm yeah. Just like, wh- like we're supposed to be adults. I I, I mean we're not really, but <sighs> this is your legacy. You know that this is this is this is burned on wax. It's online. It's in the the deepest recesses of the internet. Someone is going to find this, and this is going to be your legacy. This is going to be your reputation. It's far more permanent than I am. I know but, that. But <laughs> if they laugh, then I'm okay with it. <laughs> But uh, if you want to hear a really bad, now this is this is when we first started actually recording the show, and then we waited a long time to release it. But yeah. I just looked it up, episode ninety-one, the lost old boy episode. Oh, <laughs> it was the weekend that we started the podcast, and we got we were getting really drunk, and we were trying to talk about the the original movie, <coughs> Old Boy. The um. <laughs> I don't even know. Have, it, have like, you have you seen Old Boy? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So just imagine getting very drunk and just trying to explain the plot of Old Boy, but you <laughs> leave out very key pieces in the middle of it. Yeah, and then you try to go back because you realize that you forgot some of it. It's like telling the joke, but you forgot like one part that you have yeah, to go back. Oh to. wait, 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 wait! No, no, no! So, so, so then, then the Jewish guy comes in too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I forgot about the Jewish guy that comes in and says, "Oh, you know, man, be dead oh wait, no, I gotta start over." So yeah, <laughs> well, cause, cause imagine I sense. said that. Now, now you don't even know why the black guy's there. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I love it. It was kind of like that. <laughs> And by kind of, we mean exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was real bad. Uh, uh, but that, we, I mean, for the most part, we're pretty solid. Yeah, Keith, are you still doing that um, that podcast with your wife? Uh, yeah, we we try to do it every couple weeks. I think I I think I haven't listened to that one in a while. Where, what what did you what have you covered recently? The, recently, we covered um, Interstellar, um, Into the Woods. Uh, Shit, what else did we cover? Did you like Interstellar? I actually, I thought it was really well made. I'm not sure how it's going to hold up on further yeah. viewing. Yeah, um, I'm saying same, same with you. Uh, I'm trying to remember. There were, there were a bunch in that one. Um, we also spent a really long time on trying to figure out who the Fifth Army 
was in the Hobbit movie. <laughs> and um, my wife, so we're she's from Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. So you know, Western Pennsylvania isn't really up on all their um, terms <laughs> racially. So we shall we well, say, Greg? Sure. The the amazing thing is she actually has all of her teeth. <laughs> she does. Yes, yes. My wife She's is beautiful. I want to let I want to let everyone out there know, listening, that my wife is beautiful. Yeah, I. I but she yeah, comes from Western I find, Pennsylvania. I find her attractive. <laughs> <laughs> You also find my mom attractive, so... Oh, I love you, mother. I know you do. Do you have any any pictures? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Of his wife? No, I have some. I'll send them to you after. Of either, please. This is uh, going to be a good one. Um, So they're not up on all their terms for um, races? Sure, sure. So my wife said the it's word. Like <laughs> my wife said the word mulatto, and I was like, oh, "I'm pretty boy. sure. I'm pretty sure you can't say that anymore." And she yeah, was like, no. "No, I I learned it in school. It was a. <laughs> I learned it in school. Keep in mind, we're not that old, so we're talking about like the '90s. Yeah, sure. She she learned that word, and she was like, "I'm pretty sure it was in a textbook." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet, I bet. And then I was like, I can't. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's a no. So we looked it up. Turns out, yeah, you can't say that anymore. Oh my god! So we spent a lot of time on that and her being like, "I'm so sorry. I had no idea." That was that was literally the addition right after "colored," where where they stopped using the word "colored." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Keith explained to her the terms he uses. <laughs> that is hilarious. So they're like ra- racial sensitivity, not a big thing out there in Western Pennsylvania. No, not not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I used to when I used to work at the uh, for the cell phone company. Yeah, um, people would show would be I would be like, oh well, we're gonna probably have to like we're gonna do a reset on your phone it might erase your text messages or whatever is there anything like you want to say for to somebody whatever and they would quickly like scroll through so many times i had somebody go oh that's a good one and show me a text message that was basically just a racist joke oh my god and i was like um all right yeah no i mean it is i guess it is funny but i feel like it's weird that you're showing it to me i I, but I thought you were going in the other direction. I thought they were going to be like uh, trying to make you save like whole phone sex conversations. No, no. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be hot. No, I need to keep this. I was talking to this chick for about three days. I need to keep this. Oh, there. He's like, I'm going to use this as material later. Exactly. When I fucking spank it out. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Yeah, I, I'm surprised people haven't had you do that. Yeah. We did see several like nude. Oh yeah, because people would be like, "Oh, there's a problem." When like my pictures come up, and they give us the phone, and we'd be like, "Okay," and like we take it in like behind this little wall, and like try to see if we could figure out or like ask somebody else's opinion. But like when we bring up pictures, it's like baby, 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 dog, cat, (laughs) vagina, vagina, vagina. Yep, dick, yeah, dick pic. I don't know what the fuck that is. And then... I am not. I am not even joking, man. Um, when cell phones just became like really big, say like late '90s, early 2000s. I was in college in the early 2000s. My friend 
had just gotten his cell phone, and I don't know if it was just the excitement of having a phone that was also a camera. His his girlfriend found his phone one time, and she was just scrolling through it. His whole like okay, his whole um, photo bank photo photo album was full to the brim. There was no more memory on the phone. It was all pictures of his penis. Wow. <laughs> All pictures of his dick. That's like, even back then when it was like four megabytes of, of storage space. This guy's my hero. 200 photos. <laughs> this guy had a lot of pixelated pictures of his dick. Yes, very. Yeah, they were not, they were not high so, res. No. Do we, was he, and we may not know this, but was it different angles? Was he trying to figure out which one made his dick look the best? I, I want to imagine that if it was, if he got past the excitement of finally having this thing that could take a picture of his dick, yes, I got to imagine he was trying to find the profile angle, like the best lighting, what, which one accentuates my crevices the best. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I've <laughs> no, 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 I, crevices I was the best word for that. Yeah, crevices. Is, <laughs> I haven't taken too many dick pics. But the couple and, and none of your own. <laughs> yeah, the couple times that I have, I've taken multiple because I've had to like work it out. So it's yeah. like, well, this this isn't, you know, it's not that bad, you know. It's yeah, like, you got to. I'm not gonna send a, a, a bad dick pic. You are not going to send a an ugly picture of your dick. No, you can't right. do that. And let's be honest, like 99 of the pictures that I would take of my dick. You'd be like, ugh, yeah, like yeah. That, that's extremely unimpressive. But you get yeah. that just right angle, save oh, yeah. it. Yeah, what? you're you're looking for the Peter North pick. You're like, oh, which yeah. one <laughs> Good makes pull, you look Peter like North. I got power? Oh yeah. What I find best is that you take a picture of it and you hold a ruler up next to it, but use the <laughs> centimeter side because nobody oh. can get the conversion. <laughs> you're like, oh shit! Look, I just like, like I did fifteen I inches. Did not <laughs> think of that. For scale, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I'm a good idea. A figure in the background and say that is a human being. <laughs> Keith, Keith tried that trick on me when we first met. I, <laughs> you fell for was, it twice, and well, then you know, figured it out. You know, it's the only reason why we're friends now. <laughs> this is a very complicated relationship. You, uh, have, you have no, no idea. idea. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, yeah. So that's that's so what we're up to. <laughs> we're up to date now. That's yeah. good. That's it's pretty much how things happen. Now here's my question: If you gave a caveman a camera, and he figured out that it was a camera that could capture pictures of things, oh my god, would he take pictures of his dick? He'd be so fucking scared. You have to get past the psychological thing before he gets to the dick pics. It's probably true. Now, now, are you thinking, when you think of a, a caveman in your head, are you thinking of, of a big, fat, hairy guy? Or are you thinking of a very thin, athletic, has to, you know, hunt for his food, has to chase his food type guy? I'm thinking of the cavemen from Night at the Museum right now <laughs> okay so it's, it's, it's questionable I, I i don't know i don't know how to make that uh that jump to I, 
I think they would. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just trying to figure out, like, what kind of people are we that as soon as we get a camera, we're just like, I'm going to take a picture of my dick with you know, it. You know what the problem is, is that he's not going to have anyone to send it to. <laughs> so Yeah, there's no cell network. <laughs> yeah, his... He'll do it. Like, I, I definitely think he would take a picture of his dick. His... Uh, he his wouldn't. He wouldn't fill up the though, phone with it, though. Is what no, you're his motivation just isn't that strong. Like it's not like us, where we're just a bunch of fucking animals, and we can send it to anyone in the world. Like right. he's gonna take it. He'll get his own enjoyment out of it. He'll probably show it to someone, but that's about it. But isn't part of the sell of of dick pics is that you you are gonna show it to someone? Like, are there people that you think take dick pics that are have no intention of showing it to say a, a woman or if you're interested in men, another man? Oh Keith, yeah. Keith can answer that second part. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think no, there, I, I think there definitely are. Because there are the guys it's those are also the same t- type of guys though that are like almost close to being Christian Bale in American Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you something. What's creepier? Is it the the whole um, photo bank filled up with pictures of your dick or all pictures of, uh, if you're a guy, all selfie pictures from different angles and stuff, like smiles? Um, I Oh, that's a good question. What's creepier? Like, if you found that phone... Would you be more creeped out by a bunch of dick pics or a whole lot of smile pics, you know, catching different angles, different different people in the background, a whole bunch just just selfies. I think the selfies might be creepier. Yeah. Although yeah. recently <laughs> I've taken more selfies. Maybe, but have, almost but, to be to be ironic though. Right, it's not like a like a um narcissistic thing like it's so weird, you know. I I, I don't want to I don't want to keep harping on this, but I I have another person. Let me be very vague. Someone that I work with had a company phone and he did. The person, (laughs) the person he was supposed to be sharing the phone with, it's supposed to be like off hours type of uh, company cell phone. Um, The cell phone he was sharing that with his coworker, that coworker was just looking through the photo album one day and found literally like 50 or 100 pictures of of him you know doing selfies and and smiling and everything um trying to like get the different backgrounds of where they work like standing in in front of certain like backgrounds and whatever yeah it was very weird norman bates no that yeah 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 exactly it's it's kind of it's serial killer yeah and that would that would not sit the the dick pics would sit better with me yeah. than the selfies, I think. Because yeah. the dick pics, you're trying to make your dick look the best so you can look at the picture yeah. and be like, yeah, I'm a real man. I have a big dick. Yeah. And My dick is awesome. But any I'm, guy that finds that can understand it, I think. Yeah. Like, if I found a phone with a full of dick pics, I'd be like, wow, this guy really <laughs> liked his dick. At for, actually, at first, I would go. I would go through them all to see if they were the same dick. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, okay, the, it appears that they are the same <laughs> dick. So either this guy really liked his dick, or he just wanted to prove that he had a really nice dick. 
Yeah. To sure. make himself feel better. Sure. But yeah, the the other is very narcissistic and very like very creepy. Very yeah, yeah. like I have to look at myself because I would like to fuck myself is basically <laughs> what that guy's name. Yeah, it's like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yes, yes. The creepy element also is is, is it exponentially it grows when you try to get coworkers into the photos with you too. Mm. Like that, <laughs> Greg. That, that has become a little too community oriented for me. <laughs> I, I, now, Greg yeah, one. I'm, I should say Greg one. Sorry, Greg two. You're Greg two because I know. Okay, I'll section. be Greg two on this one. Oh. So, oh wait, are you are you referencing my selfies from uh, at work from, yeah, Nashville? from from Nashville? Yeah, I am. I yeah, am. but I was out and I was shit faced. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, that makes. Sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm not saying. I I, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that that selfies are all, all wrong. I'm thinking about like a a cell phone that is just full of volume of very you know. Uh, dead-eyed smile type. <laughs> what, selfies. So what you're referring to is Geraldo Rivera's cell phone. Oh my god! <laughs> With what, a mustache like that, that's that's life, man. He's got life in that face. What was the post? Was it? It was like sixty <laughs> is the new forty or something. I don't even and, know. And it had him in the fucking towel. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, he had, the, he had the towel down real low or whatever. And... Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> it was so oh good. Oh, my God. Why do dudes at, at that age, and there are a bunch of stars that are like that, especially if they've been um, scorched by the sun, why are they all just like rubber? Yeah. But they... Their skin is just like rubber. Well, I think, I think, because, A, I think too much sun and... Yeah. Too many, probably too many chemicals and just like shit that they put in their body oh, yeah. to like keep them. Young. I don't know. It's like stuff that we Botulism. would never really have access to. I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna say poor decisions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm well, gonna say poor decisions because you look at the actors that you're like, they still look really good for their age. Because yeah. Bra- Brad Pitt's what, like in his fifties now? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does not look in his fifties. But also, he's not posting pictures of that because he doesn't have anything to prove because he's like, I know I look good in my 50s. Right. But Sylvester Stallone? Well, oh. it, that's steroids. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, every single action star that we grew up with has this certain level of, of rubbery jowl. Even Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger has this jowl to him. Yo, yeah. Well, I'm, and then and then they, they, they start getting the fucking Botox and shit. Yeah. And... I, I like I don't even know what's real and what's fake anymore with yeah. these guys, and, and we're talking about the guys. Never mind the women. Right, right. Yeah, there's a there's a problem. You know, there's there's a double standard. I mean, like w- women. There's a lot of problems with with becoming older as an actress because I mean, like there's there's so much shit around that. So much like expectation and how do you stay viable and everything. For the males, though, like. Everyone from Arnold Schwarzenegger to Al Pacino, anyone who seems like they've had some some lifts here, you know, some some eyes pulled back here, uh, some some wrinkles, you know, taken away or whatever. Every single one of them is starting to look more and more like Bruce Jenner every fucking day, and it's just. <laughs> 
and you know, in a they, couple weeks they'll all be women. So yeah, they all look plastic. They all look feminine, over, overly feminine. Like even their facial hair has has gone in a weird way. I look at like Mickey Rourke's facial hair, and it's just it makes no sense to me. It's not na- it's doesn't na- it's not natural anymore. And part of part of that's probably because he's had like skin grafts on his face from from uh, from boxing. Yeah, and he's had facelifts facelifts, yeah. so he's growing mustaches up by his fucking, <laughs> exactly. fucking hey. nose. Hey, I do <laughs> that. <laughs> Um, you know you know what's a good example of that is I remember the first time I ever saw Michael Jackson with facial hair yeah and it 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 it, first off it looked weird but second of all it took me aback and I was like oh my god I I didn't even realize he could grow facial hair yeah no I'm with I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Michael Jackson with facial hair. It was Look in it the, up. It was I, in yeah, the, I know I'm googling this right now. Yeah, it was in his his uh, his uh, more recent years. Yeah, it was like I, I think when he was like on trial and stuff, like during right. those years, he had it, and he had like a goatee or something. And I was just like, oh my god, he can grow facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know you 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 make a joke, but it's kind of true. Like that fucking dude, his whole. His whole career was based around kind of his childish looks. Oh like, yeah, even when he got older. Oh, absolutely. You find it, Keith? Oh, I'm still hang on. God, what are you? Uh, on I, have, I, over have, there? I have technical difficulty. <laughs> you you want a fourteen four modem over there? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, naked? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The very oh, that is creepy. That looks <laughs> Isn't like that weird. That looks like five minutes before he had to leave his house. He was like, "Hey, uh, can you can you guys come over here with a with a pencil and just try to draw some on?" Yeah, it's like uh, Bud Bundy. Remember when he had the sharpie and he tried <laughs> to draw the beard? Uh, no, uh, it looks worse breath. than that. But yes. Oh God, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's like when I first started to grow facial hair, and I was like, "Dad, should I shave this?" And he was like, "Uh, I don't know. Still kind of, looks kind of womanly on you, but I guess." What, what was that like a month ago? <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it via Skype yesterday. Actually, <laughs> he was just like, like, "All right, here's how you shave." It's a personal, a personal affront, affront to me that you guys can grow facial hair because I got these Ukrainian jeans that are just I, I have I can't I can't grow anything but like little patches of hair. Oh man! Well, I so I can grow facial hair, but I got to keep it short. If I try to grow it long, it just it doesn't work. Uh, how so, how do you mean? It, it just it's like, it, it doesn't look right. It just something about it. It doesn't like it doesn't look bushy at all. It doesn't. Yeah. Got Greg throw, Greg Greg one grows a mean beard. Oh yeah, it's, the picture is amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's right now it's actually it's pretty pretty thick. So I, my I, to you, Greg, is how does it feel to be the most manly person on a podcast? Well, it feels pretty good, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> I, if you want a pick of my chest here, I'll show you that too. <laughs> it's pretty pretty uh, full. He put Sean Connery to shame with that. Oh, yeah. Well, I, How I'm, are you I'm, wearing I'm, sweaters in the middle of summer? Tell me. Uh, 
I mean, that honestly, that kind of sucks. But <laughs> I, I'm a very hairy individual. It's it's not all fun in games, though. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet a lot of cultivation, <laughs> a oh, lot of yeah. pruning the bushes. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I had a conversation once with this kid, um, real real Irish. <laughs> What? <laughs> We're talking about your chest hair. You're like, I talked to this kid about my chest hair. No, no. Well, no, actually. I, I undid a couple extra buttons and I said, yo, kid, what do you think of this? <laughs> oh, I, I always like to one-up people with my chest hair. No, we, we were talking about like, we were like talking it. about pubes, actually. And worse. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were talking about, like, grooming. Hey, Johnny, about... <laughs> what do you think of my pubes? His name actually was John. Um, we were talking about pubes. We were talking about eyebrows, like, all that sort of shit. And I was like, I was like, man, I, like, I I really, I, like, I buzz, buzz down the pubes. I, I, and I've told you this, Keith, I pluck, like, some eyebrows. No, no, and... no, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do some eyebrow maintenance. And... And he was making fun of me, and he was like, dude, that's okay, boo. And I was like, do you realize? I was like, you're wicked fucking Irish. Your hair's real light. I was like, <laughs> do you realize the curse that I've been dealt? <laughs> like, I have so much hair on my body. Like, I have to take care of it. It has nothing to do with yeah. my sexuality. I want to sure. look like a normal human being. Sure. You want you want to look less than a bear, and you certainly want to be attainable by uh, any woman that wants to give you oral sex. Well, exactly. Like if if I did not if I did not really like take care of that, I would yeah. like unzip my pants, and <laughs> girls would just be like, they, they'd run. They would run out of my room, and I would never see them again. I mean, they do that anyways, but it's not because of my pubic hair. <laughs> It's At least I can say I tried. In your room, that you keep asking about his pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what brutal. do you think about this? Uh, we, we we just look at Greg's phone. It's a bunch of pictures, and we're just like, "Why does he take so many pictures of bushes? I don't understand." Just, what? Yeah, it's like a Wolverine. Yeah, all I just see is a is a bush and a mushroom. I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> It's a big portabella coming out of the bushes. <laughs> Greg, th this is the real question. This is the r the real thing that's going to make me uh, uh, feel some sensitivity towards you. Do you have to uh, shave or or uh, or wax or whatever your, your shoulders and back? Um, I've never done anything with the back. Um, do you have hair there? Do you get that problem? I have some hair, but not as much as you'd think. Looking at the rest of me. Um, now, as far as the shoulders and, like, my upper arms, I actually do buzz it with my, like, trimmer. Right. Um, and that's partially because I have a bunch of tattoos. So, like, I, it looks weird if there's a lot of hair on top. Right. Right. Um, but, yeah, I do. I, I actually buzz my upper arms and my shoulders a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. You know that's not too bad. I do. I personally do have to do a little shoulder maintenance because I'm not hairy, but I do have hair that grows there, but it grows randomly. That's weird. Mm. Like I, so I have to, I have to do eyebrow maintenance all the time. I got to be on eyebrow guard, otherwise I'm totally gonna have a unibrow. Yeah. Oh, got the wiry shit going on too. Is yeah. it thick in the? Yeah. 
It yeah, it's I gotta I gotta keep an eye on that. And I when I hit puberty, I was just like, Oh my god, this is so weird, I'm a freak of nature. Then I talked <laughs> to my dad and my brother and they were like, No, yeah, we do that too. We do that too. And I was like, Oh. Okay, so you're making cool. me like feel- that's it's genetic. I get it now. Okay. All right. You make me you're making me feel better now because I don't have these hair problems at all. Yeah, no, I'm- and then I have the random hairs on like the shoulders and stuff where I I feel like they're like, should we grow a full patch of hair here? <laughs> nah, we'll just grow this random thing that kind of looks like a pube sticking out of his shoulder. <laughs> oh, well, you get those the other hairs to communicate when there's no other hairs around it. <laughs> yeah, so I gotta, I gotta keep an eye on that. That's kind of, I just like, Ugh. and it. The thing is, at, nobody else but my wife sees this now, and she doesn't give a shit. But. I'm always Obviously. like, oh, that looks really weird. I don't, I don't like the fact that I have that random hair growing in that place. <laughs> Is it one of those like you get those random like really dark, thick hairs? Yes, oh, yes. I that kind of starts to curl a little bit, and you're like, what the fuck? Sometimes I get those like on my <laughs> arms, and all of a sudden you look, and you're just like, it, it looks like a hair wrapped in electrical tape. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, what is the hell is this? I have a I have a friend um from college, um, love him to death, but he has rampant hair everywhere, especially on his shoulders and his back. Uh but it's also paired with unbelievable BO. So oh, in, in the summer, we would always like hang out and everything. And, and Maryland summers, especially in July and August, are brutal. But we would all go hang out and whatever out, outside and everything. And he would be sweating all day. I could not be not only in the same room with the motherfucker. I couldn't be on the same floor with the motherfucker. It was just brutal, brutal <sighs> to be around. Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I know the type. It captures that 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 shoulder hair, that back hair, that captures everything. Yeah, it it really locks in the scent. It yeah, really, <laughs> it just it locks in the freshness. It locks in. It's like a Tupperware. <laughs> if you don't hear the burp, it's not fresh. <laughs> He's got the patented burp. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> and see and then and we get to the point where we're comparing body hair to tupperware about locking in bo <laughs> love it see that's that's what you're always shooting for that sort of that sort of climax to the show <laughs> uh, the thing is that's not even the climax i'm sure there's something far worse to come uh, so to speak. <laughs> Until we get to Dutch Redders and mm-hmm. other weird sexual shit. When we get to the point where we know that my mom has tuned out at this point, <laughs> then we know we've had a successful Calling show. Oh, Keith, does your mom listen to your podcast? She tries to. God bless her, oh, she tries oh. to. Um, oh. She's super supportive, and she's just like, oh, no, it's so good. And she'll try to listen. She goes, oh, she... Tr- she tries to tell me at what point she tunes out without telling me at what point she tunes out. She's like, oh, I listened to a about the it was about five minutes and maybe 37 seconds in. 
And then I said, uh, I don't know about this. And, <laughs> is she, and is then she I pretty, stopped. And... Is she pretty cool about the uh, uh, about the topics and, and your dirty potty mouth? Um, well, here's the thing. I started swearing because of my mother. <laughs> I learned I learned fuck from her. <laughs> so she perfect. she and she learned it from her father who was in the Marines. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So she can't she can't be mad at me because I learned it from her and then also at some point they realized when they were screaming at me to discipline me and I was throwing it right back at them. I was literally throwing exactly the same things <laughs> right back at them. <laughs> and swearing at him, and they were like, "This isn't gonna work." <laughs> so she can't be mad at me about the swearing, and she knows I'm just. I made a deal with my mom a long fucking time ago, and I was like, "I'm always gonna be honest with you, and I'm always just gonna tell you exactly what I think, and exactly what's happening, and you're just gonna have to deal with it." There you go. So I think she just has accepted this as part of, and as an extension of that. And I never asked her to listen. I never was like, you you need to listen to this. I right. want you to listen to this. I was just like, hey, this is a thing I'm doing. And then occasionally she'll listen and be like, oh, I heard you talk about something that I I kind of stopped. And <laughs> you and Greg were talking about jerking each other off. <laughs> yeah. um, actually, so I've only met Colleen once. And one, yeah, one weekend you met one her, weekend. Which, which was the and- weekend of my wedding. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we hit it off, obviously. But um, it was funny because we, we had dinner and, you know, we were talking or whatever. <laughs> no, no, was... Hang on, hang on. <laughs> they, they did not have dinner oh. just on their own. <laughs> what, what is, what, it, was, it, was, it was the rehearsal dinner. <laughs> yeah, Where was, was this story going? I wanted to know. <laughs> it was the rehearsal dinner. All right, we did – it wasn't just us at dinner. I, we, we had dinner and then was. I fed her a bottle of wine and I – no, <laughs> we went back to uh, to the Marriott. No, um, it wasn't even a Marriott. I think it was a comfort no, inn. Um, no, but so we were all all of us. We were done eating and stuff, and uh, I think we we're we we're heading out. And Colleen comes up to me and she goes, "You know, Greg, I didn't necessarily know what to expect because I've listened to the podcast." <laughs> and she was like. I didn't know if all you were going to do is swear and stuff, but she was like, like she was surprised that like how well spoken I was and like that I wasn't like really like rude and crude, like and a was, Neanderthal. Yeah, she was just like, you know, I just I, I have like one Im- like one idea of how you are, and and you're not necessarily like that. And I was like, well, I can turn it off and on. I mean, I am like that. <laughs> But, but like, I'm not going to act like that here. <laughs> I would love that you would be a one-note character. Like, you would live up to her, her thought in her mind. Oh, yeah, just walking. Oh, where's my motherfucking steak? <laughs> and then she would pull me aside and be like, why are you friends with this guy? And why is he your other groomsman? What is yeah, going on? Why is he at your wedding? Yeah. I'm worried about you. But... I'm worried about the... She was probably, honestly, she was probably worried about me giving a speech. I which... think there's a yeah. picture where she looks slightly concerned with you giving the speech. Really? Well... I don't necessarily blame her, but I gave a damn yeah. good one. You, give, you gave a fantastic one, and I love the fact that you were heckled in the middle of it. 
I was. Because you talk about you were like you were talking about the place that we met, and you were like, and quite frankly, it was a hellhole. And then our friend Hawko yells out in the middle of his toast, "You still work there?" (laughs) (laughs) And I go, "No." I'm like, "No, no." Like Monday was my last day, something like that. It really was. (laughs) And then you just move on with the toast. But I love the fact. How many people were heckled in the middle of a toast? Yeah, that, you don't hear that very often. I heard someone not get heckled, but told to stop talking. <laughs> that's that's almost as bad. That's almost as bad. I've been to to a few weddings. One of the worst was my my uh, good friend from uh, from college and from work got married a few years ago, and his brother. Uh, who is, let me say, uh, he's, he's very, he's a very interesting, quirky boy, but he was drunk as a fuck when he did this, uh, this, uh, speech. He gets up there, he starts talking, and, and it's, it's automatically off the rails. He's talking about, like, like, uh, when they would, uh, uh, ride their bikes when they were kids and everything. And it just devolved. It, it, you thought that it was going to start with nostalgia and it just devolved into the most mundane, childish, like, where the fuck is this story going type thing. And everyone was very, very set aback and like, that's a speech. He, he finishes and we think, Perfect. Maid of Honor is going to come up and win this fucking day, right? She's going to come in there. She's going to say, no, her fucking speech was as worse as his was. Wow. It was just, it was just the most painful, like 15 minutes. I think, yeah, it was like 10 or 15 minutes. Wow. It was harsh. That's long too. It's always the worst ones that go the longest too. Yeah. You ever notice that? It's the ones that have nothing to say that'll go on for like 10, like, and you're just like, you know, like you, you – first off, you didn't have enough material there yeah. to fill up two minutes. Exactly. Never mind eight minutes, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't a speed bump. It was a, just a halt. We hit a wall. We were all looking at each other like, is this seriously still going on? Like, I lost my fucking buzz. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're trying to find that like funny story, that funny funny anecdote. That's what it was. That's and, what it was. You got it exactly. That's what they, they were trying. They were both trying to find this nostalgic, perfect gem that that summed up their friendship uh, with with the bride and groom, and neither of them found anything close to that. Would- I, which is stupid, like, because that's the tacky, like, stereotypical thing to do. And Greg won. You were funny, but like, you didn't have that hey, like anecdote that you were like, "This is the thing that sums up our, like, our relationship or whatever." Like, yeah. And then my brother was up there. He was the best man, and he he had a couple jokes in there. He gave it more. And I know this is just because of of the way his job has been for the last probably 15 years. The way he was doing it was kind of like he was giving like a presentation and like a sales pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like You're but right. it was but it was he, he really good. Do. Like he had the jokes in there and everything and it was just kind of the rhythm that he had that made me think that. But like but that was a really good speech too and like it was they all the toasts at our wedding were completely perfect and they didn't have like that search for like uh 
oh, remember the time you almost fucked a transvestite? <laughs> and then that awkward pause where everyone was like, I think that was a joke. I don't know what we're doing anymore. I don't I, know. I, the worst part is, is that I have heard uh, a best man give a speech where it re- he referenced without saying it was a prostitute. He did like basically say... Uh, you know, I'm glad that you are with whoever that you're marrying or whatever instead of this girl that you were paying off to have sex with. Not in so many words, but he was definitely talking about this prostitute situation the, wow. the group was having. Oh, wow. Like, way, like way, way to create, like, a weird conversation that, that they're – the couple's gonna have probably later on. Oh yeah. Oh, oh she. You know, like like she had any sort of frame of reference, but even worse in front of both of the families. Like I don't get this. I just don't. I I think about wanting to be a a best man to uh, to one of my best friends, and he's getting married in December, and I'm like thinking what I want to to write and kind of what what I want to talk about. And I got to be honest, about 90% of the best man or groomsman speeches that I have seen have been horrid. Mm. Not, yeah. like, they, they run the gamut of being funny, but some of them are just downright like, why the fuck are you speaking publicly? Stop yeah. it. My, my brother and I – my brother and I are 12 years apart in age. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that with my sisters. So we are we're close, but there's there's definitely a gap in there. You're the you're the older or he's the older? He's the older. Wow. Okay. So I was actually when I was fourteen, I was best man at his wedding. Gotcha. And I know I gave a shitty speech. <laughs> like I you're know 14. I did. But I was fourteen, so whatever. Um <laughs> Like, I almost want to look back at that with shame and be like, what the fuck was I doing? But I'm like, I was 14. I didn't fucking know what I was doing. Like, I had literally just turned 14, too. It was like three weeks after. Were you after. talking about, like, the Star Wars prequel? Were you uh, talking about episode one? <laughs> no, no. I, oh. It was just very, like, generic. Like, I'm so happy for them. Like, I'm so proud of them. And I want right. to welcome. Yeah, like, it was just generic bullshit. Right. This reminds me of when Boss Nass kicked Jar Jar Banks <laughs> out of the Gungus City. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that much of an episode one reference. That, the, yeah. You know that that kind of uh, that kind of hurts your, your reputation, Greg. As deep as you went, with Some, that. <laughs> that's true. I know because I'm the I'm the uh, the Star Wars purist. What's great <laughs> is that somewhere someone just went. Yeah, fucking boss Nass. And someone went, <laughs> Boss Nass, motherfucker! Yeah, someone went, Boss Nass. Fuck him for referencing that that asshole. <laughs> both, we just hit both audiences right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, it, where was I? Oh, so, I gave a shitty speech at, at his way, but he gave a great speech at mine, and he was just basically referencing, he was like, well, you know, like, I always try to figure out what advice to give my brother i was trying to think of what should i should i kind of pass on to him with my experience right and then he told a story about when we were out to visit and my wife and i are are very like oh we have this opportunity so we have to push a little farther and kind of keep going because otherwise it's a wasted experience right um we don't necessarily want to give up unless it unless giving up 
give keeps us alive. If we're like, if we push further, we're gonna die. Then we'll tone it back. But we're just kind of like, oh, why not go a little bit further? Get, go a little bit further, right? So he's telling the story, and we basically kept missing because um, he lives out in Seattle. We kept missing the ferries between like islands out there. Yeah, right. So we finally got on a ferry, and we we're like just a couple ferry stops away, and everything seemed like it was going to line up. And he was like, "I don't know. It's kind of it's a little bit later. Like, should we turn back?" And I was like, and we were both like, nah, we can keep going. Like, we can keep going. And uh, we did the same thing climbing Mount Rainier. But by the end of the day, like, we got halfway up Mount Rainier. Granted, we drove, like, probably a, uh, probably a quarter of the way. What, what kind of, is that like a full day's journey? Um, from where we were, it was pretty much like a, it was a drive and then it was probably took us three hours to go from where we could drive to, to climb up. Uh, uh, no, probably two hours from where we could drive to, to kind of climb up right to, um, like halfway up Mount Rainier. But that was awesome. And then like, it was a full day's journey out to the islands and stuff. And we ended up on this island and we saw this awesome sunset and it was just, it was just beautiful. And we had these like, these nice little moments where like the kids really liked it. My niece and nephew really liked it. Right. And like, there was this, there's this nice moment that I have that I think about, and I'm assuming my brother is, is, was referring to this where him and his daughter are just like throwing rocks into the ocean. Yeah. But that one of, and his point was like, none of that stuff, like we wouldn't have seen that sunset, like these things wouldn't have happened if my wife and I weren't like, well, let's just keep going a little bit further. Like, why not try a little bit further and stuff like that? Right. So I think his point was kind of like, you know, I, I want to tell them to keep like trying for the dreams and going a little bit further, but they're kind of already doing that. So I don't really know what else to tell them. Gotcha. So it was kind of like, I have no advice for them, but he was kind of acknowledging what we do. Um, and that's but that's something that my brother has never like told me. Uh-huh. So that was the moment where I was like that was a really good speech because it gave me something from my brother that he had never oh, really yeah. given me before. Oh yeah, that's really heartwarming, dude. I yeah. mean, seriously, when you have that kind of, kind of you know, you have you have something that that is a sentiment that someone uh hasn't hasn't broken to you and it kind of like at the same time it, it shows you that they've been paying attention maybe yeah. even to something that you weren't uh paying attention to that's that's really heartwarming yeah because i didn't i didn't really think about that and one and he fit little jokes in here and there and like made it inclusive to people so they kind of knew what was going on so it wasn't just like a a message directly to me right but it was kind of everybody so but it wasn't one of those like Hey, remember that time that you found a worm and I dared you to eat it? <laughs> that, dude, that's exactly what that bad speech was. It was just a bunch of strung together bullshit. Like, who gives a fuck about the time that you you bet him to eat eat a worm? Like, it's just a string of these stupid, stupid childish things that you guys did together that doesn't lead anywhere. If it had a point, then okay, I'll understand that. Yeah. But these people got up there and they just fucking talked about that. I mean, like, it sounds like your brother, like, you know, um, had a, had a point that, that, you know, reflected upon him. And, and in a way, because it reflected upon him, it, it showed something uh, about you and your, and your wife. But like, 
the people that's what I get sick of. I I just don't know where uh the um the uh the speech is supposed like what what do you do with the speech? You you're either trying too hard uh to make people laugh and that that, that there's a problem in and of itself uh or you're you're trying to underplay it and it's hard to find a good balance between something that's that's heartfelt and trying too hard. I'm uh, just just concerned about that. You know, that's rattling around in my head. From what I've listened from talking to you and from what I've listened to you talking to other people, yeah. um I I don't think you'll have a problem with it. Oh, okay. Well, I I th- I think you'll that's be all, I think you'll be just fine. <laughs> there you go. You're all set. <laughs> We're all done. We figured that one see, out. See you later. <laughs> I think I think if you just go with your with your instinct and have kind of have a, a rough idea of the of the points you want to hit. Yeah, I think you'll be fine because Greg one had no idea what he was. I were I shouldn't say that he had nothing written out. But I believe you had points that you wanted to hit, and then you just kind of spoke from there? I came up with, say, three or four points that I wanted to hit. But I'm a big fan of winging it. Sure. I I like winging shit, and and I'm good with coming up with bullshit on the fly. Sure. So, you know, I said, all right, here's what I want to say. Here's here's the meaning of what I want to say. I'll just let myself figure it out how I'm going to say it. Yeah. But, you know, it all worked out. Greg, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. Um, Of all the weddings that you have been to, including Keith's, um, have you hooked up? Oh. Oh, Please don't say my mom. Please don't say my mom. Please don't say my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, um... Well, actually, I have an interesting story. Oh, Uh, my God. Are you going to finally tell this one? (laughs) Can you tell this one now? Oh, this one. Oh, did I? Oh, I never really mentioned this one before. No, it was too soon when you mentioned it. No, no, we can tell it. We can tell it. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure because it was still too new when you told me, but that's a good Uh, one. Unless you have another one. I'm excited. Unless you have another one. Uh, it's not, not my I mom, re- is it? Please, not that I like, remember. <laughs> you, you, you dancing with my mom oh, to oh. "Let's Stay Together," Al Green. <laughs> yes, is bad enough. I mean, but- it's perfect. And I literally, I waved a photographer at my wedding over to me dancing with my wife and said, "Hey, can you take a picture of that over there?" And pointed to my mom dancing with Greg. Well. Because I kept, I kept telling them like I'm gonna dance with your mother. I'm gonna, you know, and just, just. And I would creep. be so upset if you did not. Keep in <laughs> mind, when you get married, I will dance with your mom to the Beretta theme song. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, um, yeah, no. So we're standing there. And let's say together comes on, and I look, I look right out across the dance floor, and Colleen's standing there. No one to dance with, and I was just I, like, "Oh I just my say, god!" From my from my perspective, they are on complete opposite sides of the room, like long ways. And for one moment, as the opening chords are hitting, everybody just kind of splits apart, and there's just a connection. <laughs> I love I, it. It's my imagination that, of it. That, that song came on. I was just like, "Well, I know what's happening," <laughs> and I was like, "Keys, mom." Um. No, so so this what happened was, 
the, 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 the story was our friend Rob, and this was a couple years ago. And so we went up, we did like the rehearsal, we did all like, we helped set up at the wedding. And the uh, brides had one of her, we had, co, there was co best men and there was co, what do you call them? Uh, Maid of Honors? Maid of Honors. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maids of Honor, I guess. Mm-hmm. So one of her Maids of Honor was this girl from. Holy shit. Is she from the Czech Republic? I don't know. She like her she's originally from like the Czech Republic, but she grew up in Texas. It was like a weird mix. But then she was living in Boston. So you know, and she's pretty attractive. So like me and her just kinda just kinda hit it off. Um, talking a bunch, you know, whatever. Just being social. So that night rolls around. We have like the rehearsal dinner. And so we go back to the hotel and everyone's hanging out in one of the rooms. We're drinking and we end up and me and her, you know, we like go outside and had a couple cigarettes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets to a point where there was basically there's this big to do and she got locked. They got locked out of their room. Um, who, who got locked out of their room? Her, the other maid of honor, oh, and, and the, they got locked out of their room, and they actually they got locked out by the bride. I don't know if it was on purpose or whatever, but it was like there was something to do. There was something right. weird to do. It's not really important at this time, right? So she comes to my room, and she's like, "Hey, I'm locked out. I got to stay with you," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, yes." <laughs> All right. So, you know, um, so I'm like, all right, well, you know, whatever. I'm like brushing my teeth or whatever when she comes in. So she like (laughs) gets down, like gets into her underwear or whatever and jumps in my bed. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I I want to hold on too. Go go ahead with yours. Let me absorb this for a second. Um, what were the, what were the steps between her knocking on the door and saying I need to stay here and to her getting in her underwear, please? Uh, not many. Like <laughs> <laughs> she she had nothing she, else to sleep in. She she comes. She's still she's wearing a dress. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Greg. Was she down the clown when she knocked on the door? Did you already know the heat was on? I mean, I had a good idea that this was going to happen, and and I hear the knock, and I was just like, "Yes, (laughs) there it is." And so, so she comes, yeah. And so I was like, "All right, blah blah." So so she, hang hang on. So you're, from what I remember of you telling me this story, is that like you already thought something was going to happen? Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh well, I gotta, I gotta stay with. Oh, what? I got, I gotta stay with the bride, and like something was already in the works. Yeah, okay, okay. And then you were like, she was like, oh, I gotta stay with the bride, right? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so basically, she was like, oh, well, well, like, like it was. We were already kind of working to her staying with me." But then she was like, yeah, I, I got to go stay with the bride or whatever. 
Oh, so and she was then, trying to kind of play out her – she was trying to feel out her comfort level with you. Yeah, yeah. And then then she goes back and she legitimately was locked out of this room. Uh-huh. So then I get the knock. She comes in. I, you know, I'm brushing my teeth or whatever. She strips down, jumps in the bed, and I was just like, all right, all right. Just getting a little background go. music ready for you. <laughs> Was it Let's Stay Together? It oh, should no. be. <laughs> that, that is his and Colleen's song. It will never be that with another woman. No. The, the heat is on, of course. Oh, uh, okay, I love it. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, so, so I'm literally, I come out of the bathroom. I'm walking to the bed. I, now, I at, while you were in the bathroom... Were you taking care of said shoulder, arm, chest hair? Were you going over with the pubic I had already, I, I had already taken care of it the night before at home. Okay, Eight, okay. Four. Good, 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 good. I am at the bed. I am grabbing the covers to get in. <laughs> and all of a sudden, knock, 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 knock. Yes. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I go to the door. It's the other maid of honor. Get the fuck out. Hold on. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, where is this going? <laughs> I'm going to look, I'm just going to spoil it for you. Don't get your hopes up. Oh, okay. Don't get your hopes up. She comes in. And she's like, "I'm locked out." And we're like, "Yeah, I know." Greg, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Greg, Greg, what's your what's your what's your clothing situation? Are you in your pajamas? Boxer shorts and t shirt, yeah. Oh my god, okay. His standard attire actually. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she comes in and she's like, Well, I gotta stay here. She was not as attractive as the other one first off. I'll just throw that <laughs> out there. <clears throat> and I'm like, uh okay. So she Oh, she decides that so at she what... is going to then stay in the bed too on the other side of the one I was working on. Yeah. Now, now when she sees when she recognizes that the Czech Texas Bostonian um, is <laughs> is in her. Can we come up with a Czech text? Czech text. Something. There's got to be something. Well, I feel I'll... like it's Chex Mix. Is the Chex Mix? Mix. Yes. Keith's got it. So Chex Mix is in your bed in her underwear. When this girl sees the girl in there with her underwear on and nothing else, what is? She, what's her reaction to that? She gives her shit. She goes, "What are you doing?" Oh my god. And she was like, "Well, uh, you know." She was like, "Why are you in your underwear, boy?" Like. Needless to say, the sec- needless to say, the she second was... bridesmaid is like the nun in Blues Brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's happening. like the penguin. She was she's like, cockblocking. She's cockblocking. Yeah, she did. She was. She was. Let's say a potty poopa. Ugh. Um. So basically, she she's like, well, I gotta stay here too. Blah blah blah. blah. 
So we tried to like no one else that she could stay with. No, uh, apparently not. Now, do you think that she purposely chose your room because she knew that the other one was going to your room? I have a good feeling of that. So yes. she was like, "I am gonna save her from having sexual relations with an animal." Yes, well, pretty with much. a hairier Robin Williams. <laughs> I will <laughs> protect her. Well, so, so to on I, and I, I'm pretty sure and. And to to back to back that up, I actually ran into her um, at another function for the same couple. Bridesmaid um, two or, or maid of honor two for the no no well the yes yes uh, maid of honor two. I ran into her at another thing. It was uh, Rob's birthday, and it was put on by his wife and whatnot. And she was there, and Rob's wife goes, "Oh." Uh, I forget her name. Oh, do you remember Greg? And she goes, oh, pff, yeah. Hi, Greg. Oh, my God. Yeah, like she was like still holding this against me that I was trying to sleep with her friend. Yeah, she was just like, pff, that was the one that was trying to stick it in Amy's ass. I don't know if it was Amy. But... No, but yeah, whatever. It works. And yeah, and, and I was like, and I go, yeah, hey. She's reacting you, like like you like you had roofies in one hand and champagne in the other. Right, right. Like 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 I was the like creepy aggressor in the whole right. situation, and I really I wasn't I wasn't even. And I mean, you know, I've been the creepy aggressor before, but not in this situation. Not in that situation. Not yeah, in that yeah, situation. Yeah. And, and Let's yeah. get it on. Comes on. Yeah, you're the creepy aggressor. But. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, uh, so. <laughs> and, and long story short, nothing, nothing happened because of this. They ended up leaving. They ended up getting back into their room. But basically, uh. she uh, it was it was a cock block to end all cock blocks. Now, uh. when she when the second bride or maid of honor knocked on the door and you answered it, and she was like, "I'm locked out of my room." Did for a split second you think? Menage a trois is gonna happen. I want to know. Did you think? <laughs> I, uh, I would say. There, there, I'm not there gonna were, blame you if you did. No, no, no. Give there, me a percentage. Were, Give me a percentage of no, what there, you thought. Here, all right. There, there, there were there were a couple thoughts. Uh, I no, there were two. There were there were exactly two thoughts. I would say ten percent of me thought threesome. The other ninety percent of me thought just shut the door in her face. Yeah. 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 And I wish now that I had. Oh my god! It was awful. Oh. I was, I, I was, I'm still, I'm still pissed about it. And I, I'm not necessarily want to hold grudges. Still mad about that. Ugh. I mean, I would too. That's just fucking ridiculous. I, I feel, I feel pain for you, man. I wanted you to bang it out. I wanted you to get that statistic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, I, I knew you guys would understand. <laughs> no, I, I, here's the thing. I understand, like, two years ago. Yeah. It's therapy. That's we what you to, need. We had to wait. He told me that story, and we couldn't put it out because it was too – it was, like, the weekend it, it, after, it and new, he was, though. like, it was too obvious. <laughs> I don't know. And now yeah, – I didn't know who was going to listen to it. I mean, at this point, it doesn't fucking matter, Yeah, at this but. point, like, you know, w nobody gives a shit, but – at that point, we were just like, ah, I don't know. So uh, there's no way possible that you can make a connect or find 
checks mix again. She's out of your life, gone forever. Well, no, now, now I have spoken to her via text and such. How um, recently? Uh, actually, she was in the United States a few weeks ago, but I was not able to see her. But I did speak with her briefly. Senator but is um, the interest there? Is she like? Is she like? You know, trying to make a connection there. I mean, th- there, there is definitely a possibility of rekindling. I just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. How lo- how long ago was the wedding? Oh God, it, it was, was at least, it was probably like two years ago. Two because okay. I was I was just, I'm going to be honest. I have this podcast, which I probably shouldn't, on my resume as something I've done. Oh, I and, do too, actually. And I was just updating it, and I was going back to check the date, and it was like almost two years ago. Gotcha. June yeah. 2013, we started this thing, and I was like, holy shit, I've done this thing for two years? Doesn't that blow your fucking mind, man? It really yeah. did. Yeah, um, yeah, so it was it was probably about two years ago then. But yeah, it was pretty early on, I think. Oh, so when you said that it was uh, early on... You're talking about it was also like you had just started the podcast too. Yeah, or, it was around. Or did, you it was mean around that, same... or did you mean that the story was too fresh to to talk about? Oh, both. Both. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was too fresh. Um, I didn't want to really get into it. Yeah. Um, just I didn't know who was listening, and and it was I didn't know what what was going to come. But yeah. yeah, I would say it was probably within like four months, and we just okay. didn't we didn't know who was really listening to us. Right, right, right. We were trying to put it out there, and we weren't sure, like, if we might accidentally, like, catch the notice of certain people, or... Right. It was, yeah, it was just, it was too new. We were just like, uh, I don't know. I think we might have the audio somewhere. I don't know. I We tend to record almost everything, but... Um, yeah, and then we, we cut out the... Uh... Yeah, after the about the first six months, we started recording everything, and then yeah. like as soon as we the call collect the connects, I immediately hit record, and we right. start recording everything. Right, that's a uh, professional podcaster thing, man. You know, you fucking catch everything. You're like yeah. uh, you're like a, a a news reporter. Yeah, there's a reason <laughs> that in the middle of or it, at the end of our intro it says we now join the but you're wrong podcast already in progress right. because it is like we figure out at what point to join it into yeah and then we just join it you i mean I, already in progress already, I lo- yeah i love the i love putting myself in a situation and it's been happening a lot recently where we'll you know, I'll get on a phone call with someone. I usually have it running, having the recorder running, like you're saying. But we'll be talking about something that's obviously not for air. And the, uh, like maybe a, a few episodes ago, I, I I was talking to someone and she had gotten on the phone call and she was, you know, she starts bitching about someone and uh it's a it's like a mutual friend of ours online and i was like man i didn't know that you were you know that that you were so upset with her what did she do to piss you off and she just went down this laundry list of of things that uh pissed her off and she was the whole time she's calling her a bitch and a cunt and all this shit she gets to the end of the whole thing and she's like so are we starting the podcast and i was like I've, i've been recording since you started i guess i'm cutting this out we're already on it maniac exactly yeah, we She's start. Like, Please cut that out. We start right away. So pretty much 
everything from once you signed on the call is going to be uh, is going to be on there. Right, because I was going to ask you, are we about to start the podcast now? We've been talking for like an hour. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to start right away, but um, let so let's let's talk about about yours a little bit because if we have any listeners, um, they're not familiar with you. Probably um, not. I'll I'll do a little intro so they know that who you are, <laughs> right? Um, and then we'll go into the normal intro song. But you, uh, so you do you actually do two podcasts now, right? Two two now, yeah. We uh, since uh, September of last year, uh, my friend and I have been doing a uh, a podcast, kind of like going back over uh, the retrospective, like rewatch of The Wire, right? And we've been- We've been breaking it down like two episodes of the wire per episode of podcast. Yeah. Uh, and that's all the all the pieces matter. Yes. Uh huh. Um, and then you, your main one is the um, debatable podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which that's the, the one I've been. That's that's my main flagship flagship one. Yep. So what's interesting about that one is you do it's just you, and then you have guests on every episode. Yeah, basically. So, my question for you is: Is how? Do, what made you decide to do guests every episode, and then how do you get those guests? Like, uh, it, it's definitely changed over time. When I started, the idea, like, I started. When did I start? It was June of 2012, and there was a lot of interest between my friend uh, Fernando, actually the one that I'm co-hosting uh, all the pieces matter with. Oh, right, 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 um, yeah. you know, he and I started uh, both doing our own podcasts at the time, and um, really my interest was to do something <clears throat> in the format of uh, WTF with Mark Marin. but I also wanted to do something that was a little more focused on on people's um, obsessions and passions, because I love listening to people and talking to people that, that really feel passionately about a subject or a movie or anything, a piece of media, whatever, um, uh, their career or whatever, and um, being able to kind of pick their brain on not only their origin story of getting into it, but kind of like uh, the things that really turn them into an obsessive, the things that turn them into being passionate about that topic and whatever. So uh, the way that it started was I wanted to always be – my filter it always wanted to i always wanted it to be my autobiography uh approaching the person that i was interviewing so my my uh point of view on on them and then finding out more about them as the show has gone on i've realized like i i don't think that i realized at the time that it was as autobiographical as it is because like that fucking show has become kind of um in a weird way it's 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 um it's gone through this mutation where i start realizing that i'm like continuing a story from a previous episode i'm talking about something that's happened in my life um that that kind of uh, uh um uh connects from this guest to the next guest and everything so it's it's weirdly serialized. I don't want I don't want people to feel like they have to go back and listen to it from the beginning, but like if you do listen to an old episode and then all of a sudden you listen to the most recent episode, there's sometimes like 
a through line or a callback or a bunch of stuff. And that's what I started realizing. I've been talking to a lot of my podcaster friends and, and, um, I don't think we've had this conversation, but I've been talking to like, um, to, uh, to, um, Jay about this, um, who does, uh, the, the bondage podcast. Right. And, and, uh, Jay, you know, and I been really talking about how, uh, how the, the point of view of the podcast is is really autobiographical it's like really seeing things through my eyes so seeing uh, an interview with tasha robinson or an interview with you keith or you know anything through uh how i connect with that guest and i don't try to be narcissistic about it i'm not I'm not approaching it that way at all but like that's that's where it is for me that that show is about um like approaching obsession from my point of view as much as the guests Right, but well, um, some, sometimes your point of view on the on the the person or, or the the category um, helps differentiate that from other times that that person has been interviewed or, yeah. or that topic has been discussed. Like that's right. that's something that makes it unique that people actually want to listen to. Right. No, that that's definitely my my uh my approach to it too. Like I've I've heard a lot of um friends of mine and and um and people who have been on uh, other shows. In fact, we did like um a group of us that are part of this uh small little collective that that it's kind of like the gobbledy geeks. It's AJ and Paul there and a couple people that have um done um they did like a an omnibus uh, comic book story um and when that was released they wanted to make the rounds quote unquote on a bunch of since we all have podcasts they wanted to make the rounds and kind of if there if there wasn't the the uh the 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 venn diagram if there wasn't that bleed over of people who listen to gobbledygeeks but also listen to debatable you know they wanted to try to broaden uh as uh, get the word out there and broaden their appeal as much as possible so they were like well we want to be on debatable we want to be on this podcast this podcast this podcast we just and I I started realizing, well, you're going to be talking about the same fucking thing. You're going to be talking about the origins of the idea. You're going to be talking about how the book came together, the different uh, authors that are uh, that are putting in stories to the to the to the book and everything. So it was like, how do I approach it differently? And and I did this thing that I like really hate to do is to listen to someone else's podcast before I'm about to interview that person. And I started realizing, man, I'm going to be like really retreading the same thing so how do i approach that differently so like those type of situations those are the ones that really um get me nervous like how am i going to approach it differently and when it came down to it you know the the day of we did um talk about some similar things but i think we did it in a in a in a different way i think i was more focused on the on the writing of the um of the book uh, rather than um, some of the same like stories that they had told on other podcasts, it's hard. It's hard when you're a podcaster to kind of like uh, compare and contrast. What am I going to cover? You know, if this person's already talked on some on the exact same topic, you know. Yeah, the thing is, sometimes it's hard to tell what they've already covered and what they haven't. Right. Depending depending right. on how many shows or whatever they're going on or or whatever. Um. So. But my but your other question your other question too about like getting people on like it's 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 gone from being a show that's just completely 100% my friends to me trying to constantly branch out and get people that I really admire um 
filmmakers, writers, uh, journalists, uh, people that I really uh, admired their um, their their career, their work, their output, you know, their creativity. So every everyone from uh, Tasha Robinson and and Keith Phipps, who who write for the Dissolve and and used to write for AV Club, uh, to to Lexi Alexander, the director of um, Punisher Warzone and and Green Street Hooligans, to you know uh, Steve Gatos. We just did uh, our ninety ninth episode. Yeah, that, no, that I li- I listened to most of that one. Um, I don't yep. think I actually fin- got a chance to finish it but i was listening to that one and i was going how did how did you get the opportunity to talk to him because i'm looking at i'm looking at twitter followers and just it's it's f- all fame it's- like i'm i'm looking at it and i'm going well how does he and because my perspective of this is that Somebody would look at our Twitter followers and be like, well, they don't have the reach that I do, so why is it worth my time to talk to him? So I'm wondering how you were able to kind of get in contact with him and start a discussion with him to get him on your show. Because he works – he writes for Variety, which I'm like, fucking Variety's been around for centuries. Yeah. And – how do you get and somebody? He's, f- and he's a screen. And he's a screenwriter. And right. he's like he's he's a Hollywood. He's a legit Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. Yeah. He's a legitimate like. He should be. We should be far below his level. Is yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. Keith, how do we you know get someone him? like that? No, we don't. <laughs> we, we don't. We we absolutely do not. Tell should me, I, Greg. Tell, tell me what you're talking should about. Should we expand upon this real quick and see if he yes. listens? Should we take this opportunity? No, 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 no. I, I, I th- we, we sh- we'll, we'll, we'll touch upon it some other time. Okay. Are well, you breaking balls? Are you breaking balls? Or are you being serious? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Greg too in on this real quick, and then we'll just cut. Yeah. This yeah okay. Um, our friend, our friend, um, Dan wants to be a filmmaker. He, okay. that is his passion in life. So he started a film company called Scrupulous Productions. Yes. Um. And I don't know why he picked that name because it is the fucking worst name to type <laughs> into Google or anything ever. No one knows how to spell that. Nobody knows how to spell <laughs> scrupulous. No, why would you pick scrupulous? You pick like <laughs> Beaver Fucker would be a better name. Like it's a, it's that was a, my nickname in high school. <laughs> it's a pretty pretentious name. But he picked Scrupulous Productions. So he had a website, he was making some short movies and stuff like that, and then he transitioned over and uh, did, like, a web series and wants to do... He wanted to do, like, a podcast, which I think the last time it was updated was last with the end of last year. Yeah. Um, he, has pa- he has pages on his website that don't work. Um, oh, boy. It's just a lot of, like, slackery stuff on there, and he's kind of, like, half-assing it. <laughs> Yeah. So then I re- I so one day, I don't know, I I think I was up in Boston and we were talking about him and I was like, does he even own scrupulousproductions.com anymore? Cuz at one point he did. At one point he did. And I went and it was like it's it's expired, but it's still available for renewal and it went to like the GoDaddy website. Right. Um so I was <laughs> like, okay. So I was like, ha- is it terrible of me to if it if it lapses and I can buy it? Is it terrible <laughs> of me to buy it? 
And we kind of decided that it wasn't. Um, so eventually it lapsed because for a while he was promoting his website and it, it, the other fucked up thing is it lapsed. And then I gave it a while because he goes through Squarespace. Gotcha. So right now his, his website name is, um, scrupulousproductions.squarespace.com. And he has right. that on business cards, which I Jesus think is Christ. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's fucking unwieldy. <laughs> so oh, he, I, I know. Never mind the scrupulous. Add all that <laughs> shit on it. So he has so he has all that on there. And then I was like, well, I let it go for a while and he didn't he didn't he didn't re-register it cuz if you do scrupul if you do Squarespace and you buy a year in advance, they yeah. will give you a free domain name. Right. If right, you right. do it a year at a time. And I know that because butyourewrong.com goes to my website where I host the podcast. Right. Because I do a year every time with Squarespace. Right. So I know this, and he's doing this, and he doesn't—he doesn't take the opportunity to try and do it. And I was like, "Well, did I you get... did you fucking snatch it up? <laughs> if you go to scrupulousproductions.com, it relays to my website. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's absolutely <laughs> brutal, but it's it's awesome. Okay, Keith, you understand that. No one could ever <laughs> accuse you of being more of a dick right now, right? I know. I totally know that. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's been like that for three months at least, and he has not <laughs> noticed it. But that's the uh, that's the other bad thing. He we hasn't are, noticed. We are not telling him or saying anything until he noticed. Like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just... I own it. I told Greg, and he told his roommate, and that's it. That's all I think, as far as I know. On you know, you know, what? you know what? At the very least, this is a learning experience. If someone knows how to spell scrupulous, there, you know, their reward is to go to your website. You know, that's the reward. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't. I I was so curious about this because he really wants to make it a thing, and he's really diehard about making it a thing. And I'm just like, why would you not own your own domain name? And I gave it time after it lapsed to see if with Squarespace he would renew it. He didn't do it, and I I was just like, I I can't I can't not try to prove a point. So I have to register it and point it to my domain, and that's what I have to do. I mean, you, you 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 sleep at night knowing that he is doing it pretty half-assed, so you don't feel bad about this. Oh no, Keith I don't. Got... I don't. I don't feel bad about it. <coughs> no, because no. He's literally once he realizes that I own the domain, I will. I will point it to his website. I, I, <laughs> if he ever realizes it, it, here's the thing: if he realizes it and realizes that it points to my website, I will point it to his. Until then, it's not changing. Okay, this whole fucking segment, you're going to cut out, and I feel bad about that. I want this to be in this episode. It will eventually. Oh, you know what? We will see. He doesn't even listen. Does he not listen? No. Is he going to listen to to an hour 25 into this episode? Probably not. Um, He only listens to Kanye West. But (laughs) I... I yeah I'll, no I'll just leave it in then uh, we will talk about because I've told many other people and they go you're a dick but that's hilarious I'm like I know because he could get the domain he could have gotten the domain for free but he didn't pay attention to it here's the thing I own 
So I own KeithBordela.com. The right. actual Keith.com, which I am rebranding my main website as the actual Keith.com. Because yeah, we, we discussed this today. Yeah, because that's easier to spell. Yes. So my main yes. website will be the yeah, actual. Like me having GregSadashini.com. Yes. So, I'm, so I own KeithBordela.com. You are Ukrainian, huh? <laughs> the actual Keith.com. I own ButYou'reWrong.com. I own LivingRoomPodcast.com. Right. And I own Scrupulous Productions. <laughs> if I ever come up with any more ideas, I will own the .com before I even launch anything or mention the idea yeah. to anyone. Well, I mean, you know the only way you could be a bigger dick is if you put Scrupulous Productions on your fucking business card. Like you put it with all your other websites. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I know. I, I could be a bigger dick if I do that. I'm not going to. Just because I want – I almost want all these things to be out there and then for me to be the one that reveals it to him and be like, wait a minute. The big reveal. He's like David Blaine. Yeah. I'm going to be like, hang on. I'm putting a – I'm taking this burning piece of paper. I'm putting a uh, a website address on my arm, it says scrupulousproductions.com. Why don't you go to that and find out the uh, if I have your card or not? And Dan's like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? Wait, you don't even have to finish the trick. I know what's going on here. I'm you like, uh, and if he, if honestly, if he figures that out on his own, I will just point it to his website and continue to pay for it. I will give him. I will pay a dollar a month and just continue to to own his domain name and point it towards his website. That's that's not bad, man. That's a pretty good deal, honestly. I would that's say a it's, good deal. I would say that's big of you, but I mean, you're already stealing someone's uh, website. <laughs> Here's the thing. I so uh, no, I, I can no. borrow to tell the story. So I. I have to interview people on a regular basis for my job to yeah. try and find new employees and whatever. Right. And um, I had one kid come to me and tell me that his what he was uh, hoping to do with his friends was to start a YouTube channel. <laughs> right. This guy's great. Greg one is laughing his ass off. I, 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 lo I love this, this kid. <laughs> he this kid. Oh, fuck this kid. Um. He wants to start a YouTube channel with his friends. And I said, oh, okay, well, what, like, what do you want it to be about? And he said, well, so-and-so, the number one, like, or one of the highest paid YouTube people, um, just basically films himself playing video games. So that's right, what we want right. to do. Is it PewDiePie? Maybe. I, so I, that... I, I honestly, I don't remember, but that might be it. That's my pet name for Keith. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what he calls me when I call him up late at night and I can't sleep. Uh, <laughs> it makes for great pillow talk. Uh, my wife is usually downstairs at this point. Um, <laughs> the, so I'm talking to him. And I'm just like, okay. So, uh, so you want to do something like that? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of talk about video games and maybe some other stuff. Um, and I was like, oh, well, what other stuff are you into? And he's like, ah, oh, movies and, and wrestling. And at this point, I'm like, oh, boy, this guy's not getting hired. <laughs> but he's, I go, well, what do you have a name for it? And he tells me a name. And I forgot the name. 
which really upset me because my next question was, I was like, well, okay. And I was like, well, so what are you going to school for? And he goes, well, actually, I dropped out of school. And I said, okay. And he said, yeah, well, once we figured out that this is what we wanted to do with the YouTube, um, I figured I didn't really need to go to school. And I was like, okay, so okay, so you guys want to start like a YouTube channel and an online presence, and you guys want to build like an an online business basically, and just work that way, right? Um, you know, have your own website, do the YouTube channels, kind of you know whatever, advertise maybe on your website, things like that. And I said, all right, well, what what were you going to school for? And he he goes, uh, website design. Really? So you want to form an online presence and that is going to be your primary source of income and you decided to drop out with one semester left of website design. And he was like, yeah, well, I I didn't say all that, but I was like, oh, okay, well, you you didn't want to finish that? And he was like, well, you know, there was this project or whatever, and it was really hard. And I was like, well. (laughs) Oh, God forbid you finish something. (laughs) You're not. I was like, you're not getting hired. I was just like, well, okay. And then I threw him. I I reeled back. I cast the line one more time. I said, here's the chance to save yourself. And I said, "If if if the YouTube thing doesn't work out, would you go back to school? He said no. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you for coming in. <laughs> that, that's well, it for me. Yes, uh, that's that's it. I immediately, I immediately texted Greg the whole scenario. <laughs> and his response was fantastic because he said, I don't know what's dumber. The fact that he did that or the fact that he told you that he did that. <laughs> I got, but, I got... Here, I got two stories to tell off of that. Please hang on, go hang ahead. On. Here's my here's my point to telling that story though. My number one thing about that story is I so wish that I remember the name of what they wanted to name the YouTube channel because what I should have done is <laughs> gone on and see if that name was taken and if not. <laughs> Take it uh, myself. Shut up. <laughs> because I love to prove points to the fact that people have to try things. Because if you if you half ass shit. Oh yeah. You if, deserve it. It's you not deserve gonna, it's not gonna work. Like I granted our show is not hugely popular. But we have regular listeners in other countries, and we have yeah. a regular number of downloads that we hit every time. And right, and we're building because we put the effort into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you half-ass it, I really don't think that you you deserve to to get anything handed to you. Yeah, and it's kind of the, it's kind of the millennial way of thinking things. That entitlement, I fucking hate it, man. It's, I fucking hate it. It's terrible. And I so I don't know about your. I, background. I, I think we talked a little bit about when I was on your show, but I don't remember exactly. And I don't know right. if we got too much into it. But I know I talked about like my my family going way back because we came. Uh, both sides of my family came to this country 
basically three generations ago. Right. So we still very much have that do it yourself, hardworking, ingrained attitude in us. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm first I'm first generation American, man. My my dad, like even though he wanted it to be a lot easier for me, he at least taught me um that you have to to work hard to earn what is yours. You can't fucking just like expect it to be just sat down in front of you. Yeah, it's it's the same thing with my dad. Like it's you have to work hard in order to get something. You have to yeah. you have to work hard to get something. Um and it's 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 the next generation where the and I hate to fucking say it because I'm gonna be a parent one day and it's gonna fucking I'm gonna have to figure out some way to to deal with this with my kids, but it's everybody gets a fucking award when you play a little league. Everybody yeah, like, gets this, right, exactly. and I'm just like, it's no, not everybody wins something. Not right. everybody does a good job. Like, There's a you, lot to learn from from failing and yeah, losing. You may not do a good job. You may fail at something. That doesn't mean that you or a terrible person that just means right. you have to try harder that just means that that you're not as successful as the other person like it just pushes you to go further yeah yeah absolutely and- it, i was just going to say it, it just it sucks because people people like to pretend that that's not a big deal that you should give people give everyone an award you know everyone gets a participation award but literally, if you can't learn to accept small defeats, yeah. how are you ever going to learn to accept the big ones? Absolutely. If you're fucking in that class that gets all the awards and you're everyone's a winner and everything, how are you going to deal with, you know, <laughs> how are you going to deal with your car breaking down or a divorce or finding out that your wife was cheating on you? How are you going to deal with and any you're, of that? You're going to have a fucking mental breakdown. Yeah. Let me let me go back, Keith. I want to I want to tell you two stories since you were talking about that. So, my coworker is telling me this story about how he went up for a job, a um, a, a waiter job. This was before he started working where where uh, I work now, and he says. Man, I was really, you know, fucked up trying to find a job. I was really desperate and everything. So I go up for this waiter's job and he's being interviewed by a guy and the, the guy, you know, does the regular round of questions. Anybody who's been in a, in a job interview knows that this is one of the questions that comes up. What is something that you don't like? Or like, well, oh, it was something like, what, 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 what do you think? is your uh, greatest area that needs improvement or something like that. So John, this is a waiter's job, by the way, food industry. John, my friend, he, he thinks about it for a second. He gives it, you know, it's not, not too much time, but he's thinking about it. Um, and he says, uh, well, uh, I hate people straight faced to the interviewer. I hate people. Wow. The interviewer the interviewer looks at him like, "Do you really want to say that? You're going to you're, you're you're going to be dealing with people. Do you really hate people?" Needless to say, he didn't get that job. <clears throat> That's ballsy. <laughs> That's real ballsy. So the the other one, the other part of that, um the other story is that uh 
So you were talking about this uh, this line of questioning and trying to 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 throw them the reel to see if you know if they can save themselves. My my friend uh, who I talked about earlier, who has uh, the, the the hairy shoulders and back, I love him to death. He's a great guy. Um, he is, he happens to be Jewish, and uh, that factors into the story. That's why I'm telling you that they are um, hairy people. <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. It's true. <laughs> so uh, he had a problem with his Bank of America card. Um, and he calls up Bank of America and he's like, can you uh, – it was like, can you fix this? Can you fi- figure out why I'm getting this charge for whatever? And he gets on the phone with this with this woman operator and this woman operator is like, sure, I'll help you. Can you, uh, can you spell my name? Can you spell your name for me? And he's like, it's Josh Eisenberg and he spells his name out and everything. And uh, she's like, OK, uh, let, me, uh, let me go talk to my uh, boss real quick. I'll be right back. So he's online. He, He's uh, waiting on the phone for about five minutes or whatever. She comes back and she's like, okay, cool. Um, we had uh, figured out your uh, problem with your card. I'm going to give you a confirmation code. Um, can you write this down? So he's like, okay, cool. And she's like, uh, C, 6, K. And he's like, oh, hold on a second. The, the, the phone dropped out. Did you say K, K as in kaleidoscope? And she's like, no, K as in kike. Whoa. <laughs> he, he, stops, he, he, he stops and he backs up and okay this is what i mean by throwing them the real giving them the benefit of the doubt josh of course you know he's he's living in new york he's t- talking to to someone who's a, probably at a new york fir- firm or whatever uh you know there's there's this you know attitude of you know maybe i heard it wrong you know okay let me just try this again did you say k as in kite like you fly a kite what does she say? She could have. She could have gotten away with saying "kike." She could have gotten away with that slur. She could have saved it and said, "No, oh yeah, yeah, I meant like uh, the the kite that you fly." No, yeah. what does she say? She says, "No, K as in kike, a Jew." Wow! And 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 he gave his last name too. You yeah, Eisenberg. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously. He's got at least some Jewish ancestry yeah, in there. Exactly. No, that's when I. Uh, that's when we figure she gets off the phone and is like, you know, having a conversation with her friend that she works there with, or she's, you know, building up with her hatred or whatever. Because when she gets back on, you know, uh, she. It's like she's formulating this this slammer of a of a, a derogatory term at him. Well, Oof. what you don't know is that actually the previous call was um, with Kenneth Chang. And she said, can you spell my last name? Can you spell the last name? And he said, C-H. And she said, C-H as in chink? And he went, what? A-N-G. G as in gook? <laughs> That's what I mean. So, so of course, uh, you know, being being a normal person, Josh is extremely offended by this, and he's like, "Can I talk to your supervisor?" Tells t- talks to the supervisor is on a, a phone conversation. I think for two hours or something like that, or an hour with them. Uh, the woman, the operator, says she didn't think 
that that was a derogatory term. <laughs> well, I mean, my wife didn't think mulatto was a derogatory term. <laughs> That's true! She was from West Pennsylvania! She didn't know! <laughs> but I feel like Kike is more notable and more... I, I, yeah, yeah. Used I in think... that in, in, instance than, than mulatto. I don't think that you could know the word kike without knowing that it is not a word that you say. Like, kike exactly. just sounds dirty. It yeah. sounds wrong. Exactly. It sounds hurtful. Yeah. No, it, so it, is, <laughs> it is almost as bad as if I have to spell my name and I say B-O-D and they go, did you say D as in dirty slav? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, I don't. I feel like you should know that that's wrong. That's the, that's the extent of it. But of course, like a fucking human being, he's like, no, I want that person fired. And, and Josh is, is someone who is very mindful of this. And he, and he did call up, uh, a, a New York, uh, newspaper about it because he had a, he had a friend who works for a New York newspaper and he was telling him about it. He got a, a, an apology letter from Bank of America saying that they took care of the situation, but, you know, no guarantee of, of that she was fired or let go or whatever. But the funny thing about this all is it's very interesting. Bank of America, as I find out, like I read more and more, this is not the first like racism uh, complaint lodged against them. They have a long history of this. So where are they? Where are they headquartered? Is it Western Pennsylvania? No. <laughs> is it is it Western Pennsylvania? And are they hiring? Is my I got to imagine. No, I I don't know, man. Like, aren't all the credit card companies in like one place? Uh, I don't know. Wilmington, Delaware. No. Uh, yeah. Well, they're all legally. Charlotte is where Bank of America is. Is it okay? Well, they're yeah. all legally, I think, headquartered in Delaware, which is yeah. why Fight Club. Was supposed yeah. to be there, right? Yeah. Um, but wow, that's still that's super. Can you surprising. imagine though? Like, like we go back and forth, my friends and I. Just we go back and forth about how Josh gave her an out. She could have gotten away with her slur. He gave her an out, a kite, like a kite you fly, and she could have said, "Yep, oh yeah, that's what I meant." <laughs> wow. Unreal. I, People. Well, Ah, uh, it it will never cease to amaze me. But I think the fact that I almost give her credit, the fact that she was just owning up to it. Oh no, she st- she stuck to her fucking guns. Because the thing, the thing that we've talked about, I think, before on this show is that the it's avoiding racial discussion. Now, granted, that's a racial slur, and that's that's a little bit different. Yeah, but. avoiding racial discussion just causes more problems. Sure, sure. And avoiding the the fact that oh, you're black, I'm white, there's obviously a difference there, like things are different. Not not seeing color is a problem, yeah. Yeah, and and just being like, no, we're all the same, like, things are all the same. Like, obviously not. Like, there are certain reasons that stereotypes exist. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes it's true, sometimes it's not, but there are certain reasons that the stereotypes exist. Yes. If we don't acknowledge the the differences, 
Yeah. Because the the stereotypes generally come from differences between yeah. the races. And just either were they developed like I um there's a there's a there's a, a so, there's a, a there, there are certain political- there's yeah. a sociopolitical way. There's a, a physiological way that these stereotypes um, are created and yes. exist. But the part problems- of it is because sometimes, in certain instances, they are, they are true. Sometimes they are not. But if yeah. you choose to completely ignore them, yeah. If you well, choose completely to say, "Well, no, black people and white people are exactly the same, and there's no genetic difference between them," which is the point I was trying to make, or there's no difference between how they are raised or what anything right. like that, then you're completely diffusing any potential to the the re- evolve the, re- the situation. No, you're right. the 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 real problem is that it go it goes in one of two ways on the on the fork in the road. <clears throat> you either go in the way where, which I completely disagree with when <clears throat> people say, "I don't see color. There is no difference." Blah blah blah. Those people are um, trying to shroud their own um, inequalities. Their the way that they see the world. They're trying to be very hippie about it. Very like everything is 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 love and human and and uh, everything is compassion and everything. And they don't really uh, focus on the truth and the realism of the world. The right. other side of it, unfortunately, is people that that draw a strong uh line in the sand and they dehumanize people by saying that re- real racism dehumanize people saying that this person is so different than me that they're not like me when you get to that point that's when you get into superiority inferiority and in uh, an indian person a black person a, a any sort of minority yeah. is different than me as a white person so guess what in a way be why why you're going down these stereotypes whether they're antiquated true or not you're getting into a a place of dehumanizing them and making them seem less than human Right. That's the problem. So you're either going in one way or the other. To strike the balance, like I think that you're you're saying here, Keith, is to be aware of differences, but have that enrich how you feel about those differences. Exactly. Not not make you feel like you're holding that against that that type of person. You have to acknowledge the differences between it. Yeah. Then then just be like, oh well, there is no difference because then that's. That's as bad as just saying, yeah. as going to the other extreme. Because, like, uh, it's fucking moronic, is what it you, is. You can't, yeah. If you take, and again, somebody's going to get pissed off if they ever listen to this, but they won't, so it's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, African Americans came from Africa, and they it was more of a culture of still, at that point, hunting, gathering, survival. Things like that. <coughs> Whereas white people, Keith, 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 follow me on this, because I'm not going to be far off. White people came from a society of laziness, and well, and what you're what you're what you're focusing on is is really truly legit third world versus first world problems. Right, the, that's well, what I'm saying. Yeah, the people that get gout. Because they don't, they're, they have a sedentary lifestyle. Look, the people that came over, 
that were immigrants, whether they were uh, against their will, be it African slaves or be it immigrants from Ireland, Italy, wherever. Um, every single person who em- emigrated to M- America in one way or another um, came from a much harder life uh, previous. Some of them had as hard a life when they finally came to the United States or, or to America as they did previously. But I would say the majority of them had a, at least an idea of what a better life was, quote unquote, the American dream. Um, unfortunately, the American dream is also um, tw- twisted and meshed with an idea of what success is, whether that success is, 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 uh, capital, financial gain, uh, or whether that success is, is, is personal reward and, and happiness and love and all that stuff. Uh, all of those aspects, um, have their pros and cons, but I think the idea of American success kind of goes into a place of, I have uh, accumulated more wealth, I've accumulated more material, and at the same time, I'm able to do less and make more money. And when you do less you and make more money, you become lazy, you become entitled, you become this type of person that expects that that's what you, you deserve and that what your kids deserve. Now, if you're trying to draw a line in the sand and say that minorities in, the, in this country have uh, different physiological makeup or different socio-political makeup um, because of of their lower financial uh, uh, area, then it's true. They they have to, I, I think for the majority of, uh, of minorities, they have to continue to be um, thinking about how they're going to pay for just their shelter or the food they're going to eat day to day, whereas some white, big wig, rich person can, doesn't have to even think about their shelter. They live in a big house. They don't have to think about their car. They're probably driven somewhere. They're probably, they don't have to think about their food. They can just use their credit card. So yeah, that's where that, those, those sociopolitical race differences come from. Yeah. I think, I think it starts, what I'm saying is I think it starts from there. I'm not saying obviously everybody's like that, but I think it kind of, that's the mindset that people have. You talking about the woman who said kike. You think that that she that that like I I can't imagine that that woman didn't know what she was saying. There is no fucking way. Oh yeah, no, she she totally knew, and she and the thing is, people generalize these things, so they say that you know African Americans are more this uh, or the athletic because of these reasons or whatever, right? And. Granted, some of that in some instances might be true and it might be genetics because it's passed on because of where they came from. Sure. And white people, certain white people, myself probably included, um, are less athletic because of where they came from. So because I don't know much about my family from before, but chances are we probably didn't have to, you know, do certain things in order to survive. And it was it was a little bit easier. No, you yeah. guys open up pizza places and named them after Italians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we did that. So there are these certain stereotypes that exist. Um, and some of them may be kind of true, some of them aren't or anything. But sure, it's uh, the fact that we kind of – we don't acknowledge them, but we do acknowledge – like 
we only acknowledge them in a bad way instead of being well, like, well, it's yeah. possible that it's also a good way. Like, there are certain things that we acknowledge and we don't acknowledge. And the the uh, the only problem with the point of view, Keith, is that I, I too, uh, believe in, in many ways that you should um, that you should uh, recognize and be able to talk openly about uh, about race and gender politics and all that stuff, and uh, specifically uh, stereotypes and and which and why why stereotypes come into being, whether they're they're true at one point or that they are a um, a a really racist point of view from one uh, culture to the other, which some of these stereotypes are. But I w- I want to say something if you're if you're if you're mentioning the truth of a stereotype as a positive. There's a problem with positive stereotypes. There's still stereotypes. So some people would say the big dick stereotype of African Americans or the uh, stereotype of Asians being really good at math. Um, a lot of people would say, well, what's there to be upset about? That's a positive stereotype. It's still a stereotype, though. So the person, the Asian who's not good at math or the African-American who has a smaller penis or whatever still has to deal with the fallout of expectation and obligation. Your expectation, let's say you are a girl that's dating a black man because you expect him to be well-endowed, and it turns out that this, well, th- this African-American is not well-endowed you're disappointed that that positive stereotype is not fulfilled or you expect your adopted Asian child to do well and get into Princeton, but your uh, adopted Asian uh, child doesn't get um, good grades and he turns out to be uh, better suited for for becoming a writer or becoming an engineer or or to work at a gas station. So those positive stereotypes play a negative role in the long run too because people have to deal with what this so this social quote unquote expectation of them is instead of I'm just a human being oh no you're an asian so you have to be good at math you see what i'm saying it's a problem it's a problem with people they have to they have to be conscious of stereotypes i agree with you there but they cannot they cannot um enforce stereotypes that's where you get into problems right and but the thing is and i i agree 100% with you the thing <coughs> is we are at a point where we can't even discuss this in mo- in most most conversation like we can't even <laughs> say like well yeah, that's a stereotype, but that and yes, that's a positive one, but we can't get into a discussion with that without feeling awkward or anything like that. Like there are positive stereotypes, there are negative stereotypes. Some and both are true at times. For a certain percentage of both of every population, both stereotypes are positive or um, are true. I'll be honest with where I grew up and the people I grew up around. I think that the people that most feel uncomfortable talking about race are white people. Absolutely. And I think that it's really like, there's a lot of, of fear of being told truths. And, um, I gotta be honest in the atmosphere that we're in, there's, there are 
truths that all three of us need to focus on whether whether i don't know if you guys are mostly liberal or mostly conservative or middle of the road or whatever i grew up with very conservative parents my father was a hardcore republican and as i've grown up i've been more liberal but i still have uh values that i feel are conservative so i'm middle of the road on a lot of things but i'll be honest in the fucking atmosphere that we're in there is no way that a white male especially um the type of person that that has ruled the world uh in time and memoriam uh can look and say that it it is not our time to to uh concede to uh n- to be aware that that women deserve um focus and attention that minorities deserve focus and attention you can't say in this atmosphere of police brutality and death and all the shit that we've seen in the past year that white males are something to be happy about being like i am very conscious of the fact that that our entitlement is fucking rampant and we need to be aware of it you know and i I agree with you to a point and it's it's hard because the, again the thing is in outside forums in main media we can't have open conversations about this stuff you know in 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 something like a podcast we can because nobody's yeah. not enough people are paying attention to it where people are like oh well they shouldn't say this and and that's why I feel comfortable saying well you know this is maybe this is why you know, this race is like this and, and white people are like this. And that's just the way it is. And if that's the case, then it's fine. And that's just the difference between us. And right, we're, you know, certain people are playing to their strengths and certain people are. You know, it's just the way it is. And that's that's just the natural evolution of things. I'm not saying that one race is better than the other. And I'm not trying to put anybody above anybody else. I'm just trying to say, well, maybe this is it. And this is this is why things are the way they are. Maybe but, those differences are are there and to be conscious of them. Yeah, the difference. Yeah, the differences, no matter what you think, are going to be there. You know, even if you know, say, say the minority of, um, like your example, like say the minority of African Americans who aren't well endowed, um, is like five percent. Well, that still right. means like ninety five percent of them are pretty well endowed. So that Sarah self stereotype still kind of holds well but and it's it hurts it hurts the five percent but there's a reason that that's there and we should kind of acknowledge that yeah that's that's just kind of the the way it is because there's probably 80 percent of of white guys that are around the average right like male size and then the other 20 percent aren't but you know that's just kind of the the numbers that we deal with. I, I agree, but like if you see if you see where the stereotypes, like the conversations about let's breaking let's break these stereotypes, where these stereotype breaking conversations start, it's usually with white males. It's not with women. It's not with minorities. It's like we want to break this stereotype. And in the long run, it's kind of about um, about fear of comparison, um, especially that stereotype of big dicks. So 
it's a case by case, Keith. I, I am completely in agreement with you that we should talk about it and we should recognize these differences and we shouldn't um, uh, undercut any of them and say that this one, this stereotype or, or this stereotype exists and it's worse than another. We should, we should maybe think about if it's a stereotype and it applies to a, a large majority, then we should appreciate uh, that type of um, aspect about that culture or ethnicity or religion or whatever. I'm with you on recognizing them. Yeah. It's just a case by case when it comes to how is that stereotype being thought of? Is it being analyzed like we're doing on the podcast here or is it being accepted at face value? And I have a problem with people accepting things, anything, not just stereotypes, anything at face value without thinking about it, whether it's, you know, uh, I vote for this person just because they're uh, a Republican or a Democrat or I fucking uh, give to this organization because my church tells me to do anything that's that's sheep oriented behavior. I have a problem with. It yeah I don't I don't appreciate things that are just kind of accepted as they are and that's the thing that I I don't like about the racial gender um, sexual orientation atmosphere of this of this country right now because we feel like we can't talk about it right and it can't be talked about it can't be discussed we can't try to understand the other side like we just have to accept it right. Greg, how do you feel about this, man? I I know I haven't I haven't really jumped in. I that's, honestly, a, that's a perfect kind of, answer. That's a perfect <laughs> answer. I, I I've been kind of enjoying you guys going back and forth. What 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 I really I I don't know. I, a, a lot of it to me is a a sensitivity of people. Um, a lot of it is. I can I can chalk it up to uh, white guilt, uh, sure. which I'm not necessarily, you know, I I understand where it comes from, um, and just I I feel that people people are just so combative. People people just want a reason to uh, to, to to be mad at other people, whether whether it be for the reasons that. You know, oh, I was brought up to to not be uh, to not like this group of people, or whatnot, or, or even or to be defensive to um to to people even talking about it. it it's it's like you, you can't, and like you guys were saying, you know, it's a good thing to talk about. It it, it goes. It's amazing because you you'll get people that'll say, "Well, you know, I I, I don't like, you know, I, I don't I don't like people being racist. I don't like, um, you know, people making racist jokes or whatever." Which I think is ridiculous. You should make whatever jokes sure. you want, but sure. but at the same time, they get they 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 take this this weird stance where it's like. Acknowledge and like you guys were saying, was acknowledging the differences, um, whether it be for just you know a discussion, whether it be for humor, whether it be for any reason, yeah, um, is is a bad thing, yeah. And and I, I just 
you know, I, I don't, I don't think it has to be a negative. I just, I don't, I don't see how it always has to be a bad thing that, that you're acknowledging a difference. And, and, and it goes both and, ways where people will say, oh, well, we need a, a colorblind society. Everyone should be treated yeah. equally. And yes, yeah. I understand that. But right. at the same time, not acknowledging the fact that people are different, you're right. really not seeing the whole picture. No, absolutely. I think that anybody who's 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 uh, locking down the the avenues and saying that uh, or, or ignoring it, brushing it under the the carpet and saying, "Oh, we're we're not going to talk about that," or they're so sensitive that if they have someone of a of a different race or or nationality or whatever at their dinner table, um, there are things that they walk on eggshells about that they won't bring up. I think that you need to have a brutally honest, open conversation about these things, and you should be brutally honest, even when you play a part in in um in those problems whether you have your own prejudices your own races uh, your own racist past your own whatever with the idea that if you're going to talk about this talk about it as an adult don't talk about it as someone who's got an agenda don't try to talk about it as someone uh i'm talking about as a as a as a white man when you approach something you have to understand where someone comes from i'm not talking about being necessarily a bleeding heart compassionate liberal about everything where every you have to have a certain level of of rationale and logic to every discussion and a lot of things are case by case basis but if you can't talk about stereotypes if you can't talk about race if you can't talk about the problems with religion or ethnicity i think that you're you're um ignoring it if you're uh you're you're avoiding a deeper understanding of people that are different than you especially living in the united states which is such a melting pot or a salad bowl depending on who you talk to of cultures and and races and everything the problem the real problem is when you get into people that want to say i don't see race everything is harmony all of this stuff those people are fucking morons those people that don't see color and they think that everything is is hunky-dory uh everything all the problems of the world just need to be harmonized and everything they are fucking idiots well you know what they're not seeing the realistic world out there you know the real problem with those people and and i don't know maybe i'm wrong Maybe I just can't understand how someone would think like that, but I just don't believe that they're being truthful. They can't be. They that, can't. And, and, Absolutely and not. That to me is even scarier, the fact that these – well, no, I don't know if it's scarier, but, but I think it bothers me more that that they would they would go to these lengths to say, oh, well, you know, that – I don't I, – you know, that, like that they would have a, a, group, a group of friends and they'd be like, well, I, I, don't, I don't see – I don't. I don't see color. Greg, I don't, Greg, I don't, Greg. Uh, you know that, that's you know the that, stereotypical answer. Is it's like, oh, you know, I, I don't see color. Kev, Kevin over that, there, he's black. I don't. I don't see him as that. Bullshit. You know that Warner Brothers cartoon with the the frog that only sings when the guy is alone with the frog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and he does and he and he just goes ribbit when anyone else is looking. Those people that say that that I don't see color, I always feel like they're only saying that when they are being peered upon by minorities they want minorities to know that they are the fucking mouthpiece for especially when white people are saying this if white people are saying i don't see color whatever they want to minorities to know that they are the mouthpiece for progressive liberalism instead of the fact that they're they're putting on an act of of complete idiocy there is no black person in the world that i have ever met that would say the same thing i don't see race their whole fucking life is about color their whole fucking life is impacted by them whether it's their their colorism within their community i'm not just talking about blacks i'm talking about all types of uh different colors and different uh ethnicities of people their whole life is impacted by a, a a an unspoken um caste system of colorism and we don't know that as as white people because a light-skinned white person down to a, a dark tan white person is still a white person it's a different it's a different so, ideology so two things i want to touch on real is when you say you're not just talking about black and white you're talking about the fact that there is a system where for some African Americans there is a difference between a light skin and a dark skin. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. There uh, is a difference, be- and certain ones perceive a difference. Some pe- some of them don't, but some of them perceive a difference between how dark or light your skin is. Absolutely. Do that. you know that there is a prevalent racism within? The African American community towards darker skinned women and darker skinned men. Uh, there, there is an idea that if you pass for white or as close to white as you can look for being African American, that you are going to get better jobs, you're going to get better education, you're going to be treated better. So there is utmost concern for colorism in the African American community. I, my girlfriend is is African American. I see it just within the community that I've been exposed to. I went to school with uh with um in in a majority majority african-american uh district and county and i saw that growing up all the time it's it's very difficult to understand from a white perspective because like i said we see the spectrum of of uh of caucasian america we see the spectrum of um every type of job a white person can have every type of uh financial background a white person can have the blue collar the white collar the rich the poor when we look at blacks, though, we have a very – that's the problem with the stereotypes that you're talking about, that these stereotypes only include three, four, five, six types types of black people. They don't – we don't look at the colorism within the black community the same way that we look at at, at uh, Caucasian America because we don't give them the, sp- the same spectrum. We don't see blacks from the same spectrum that we do whites. There's a problem there. I feel like there was a question about how I get people on my podcast. <laughs> I I think there was at some point it was in there. Someplace. That was a while ago. Um just wow. I guess guys I guess just as a closeout to the race thing though, before we, we close out with, with how you get people on your podcast. <laughs> um 'cause we like 
we could discuss race for days. And there could be a whole podcast series on this topic. We would all kind of be, I think, I feel like we'd all kind of be in agreement, but it's things that we don't. And I, even in this conversation, I think we've all kind of been switching between our opinion and then devil's advocate between, yeah, between viewpoints. And it's the fact that these conversations don't happen in real life, in the main media is a yeah, huge no. problem. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. the fact that we're, the fact that we ignore it and we say, well, no, even though you're different, you're the same as us. And we're <clears throat> yeah. just going to ignore your differences. We're actively ignoring differences. And that's basically what we're saying. We're ignoring your difference. So we're yeah. acknowledging that there is a difference. Yep. But we're yep. all going to be the same. So, okay, so I'm different, but you're still treating me the same. Well, what, what's wrong with me being different? Right. Yeah. No. What? Yeah. Exactly. And it's, what, is, what is wrong with me being different? Yeah. Exactly. We're acknowledging that there is a difference, but we're just pretending that there's not, and it's ridiculous because we right. should just all be like, "You're different. I'm different. We're yeah. all different, but we're yeah. all people, and we can all figure this fucking shit out." Yes. That's very. You know, for for where where that for the for the roller coaster of this uh, short little conversation, I'd say that's the most kumbaya you've been the whole time. I know because I I truly believe that like we are different and I I want to acknowledge that the fact that we're different, you know, like certain people are going to have certain things between us, you know, I mean, Mexicans can totally handle spicier foods than I can. And I understand that. (laughs) And I, I get that. But it's. The differences are what make us unique, and nobody yeah. seems to want to embrace yeah. that anymore. And we just want to kind of hold hands around the fire and saying, like, "Oh, we're all the same." Bullshit, we're not. So right, right. I, 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 I'm, with, I, I'm with you. I, I understand where you're coming from. I'm with you. Um, another day, though, I would like to get into how you your relationship with having a girlfriend of another race yeah. and the things that you guys have gone through. I would like oh, to, yeah. I would like to explore that cause I'm totally curious about that. Cause I, I, I've known you through Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And right. I'm, I'm really interested in that and some of the shit it's, that you guys have had to deal with. I, I, honestly, I, I think that it is the most interesting part, um, of talking about our relationship is how, how much the, those differences have, have caused, um, fights and arguments, and at the same time, like a a way deep understanding of each other that but I don't think I would have had with with someone of my same race. My guess is that most of those arguments and stuff have come f- have been spurred on by outside influence. Uh, That's my guess, but I don't. What do you? How do you mean from outside influence? I, just um, I'll, t- I'll tell you what it is, Keith. Uh, a lot of our a lot of these fights about that, or not just fights, but let, let's just say... Have been what kind of music to listen to in the car, and she, no, 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 you want no, country, no. and she wants rap? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I say the majority of the debates come from media. The same exact thing that you're saying that we don't talk enough about in media is the same thing that we we have conversations about why isn't this covered in the media. So Yeah, yeah that's that's kind of what I mean. Like, th- yeah. things like that, or, or what... Um, yeah. Somebody randomly when you guys are at something that somebody says, and then later on yeah. you guys are talking about it, and that spurs something. Yes, um, I'd love to cover that another time, though. Um, Absolutely. So, 
one thing that I really wanted to ask you, though, as we close out. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I just talked to you about how you felt about your mother. And, <laughs> and we, just, we covered so much ground. Uh, I know. One thing I totally wanted to know was because we had the last time when I was on your show, um, we talked about um, our dads and the influence yep. our dads had on us. I want to know what your dad has said about you doing the podcast and things like this, because my dad has literally almost said nothing about it. Oh, yeah. So I just want to know if your dad's the same or if he has said anything about it. No, it's I hate to be disappointing with this, but my my dad, I don't even think knows I do the podcast. Uh, I haven't even shared it. I haven't even shared it with him. Does your mom know that you do it? Uh, she knows that I do a podcast, but my mother doesn't. I don't even know if my mother knows what that what a podcast means. Okay, so so your no, dad probably knows that you do something that he doesn't understand. No, he doesn't even know about the podcast at all. Okay, he, he doesn't. He, I feel uh, like your mom has probably mentioned it to him though, but he didn't really understand it, so he probably. <laughs> No, no. Or, or does your mom not even have like a full enough grasp on it? No, my my parents are are uh, divorced, and they. Oh, okay, okay. Are, okay. Yeah, Way yeah, to bring it up. No, there's no communication. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got we got deep already talking about race. We might as well go there. <laughs> uh, we, no, divorce it, it, is getting us out of the deep water. Okay. I know. You just got us back in. No, no, no. Uh, I uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Why? I don't talk to my mom uh, more about it or that I have even brought it up with my dad. I think both of them, especially my mom, would be proud that I'm putting uh, content out like this and, and, uh, and doing something that, that's, uh, that's uh, creative and all that. I think my dad would be too. But how they fathom it would be – it's not – I don't know why – I don't even know if it's that I'm scared to share this with them. I just haven't. It's like what I've gotten out of the show has been something that I, I share so much with my peers and with my friends and uh, and, and other podcasters. It's not something that I – I don't know if you want to chalk it up to how close I am with, uh, with my, my parents or – it's just not a topic that – I talk about with either one of them. I think my sister um, who follows me on Facebook saw that I was posting about it and she mentioned it to my mom, but it's, it's hard to really sell something to someone who's not technical. And this is a problem with podcasting with telling people who are of an older generation. It's an internet radio show well what the fuck does that mean what do i have to do to listen to this internet radio show oh well go to this website okay i'm at the website what the fuck do i do now oh you you stream it or you can download it to your phone or your ipod or your computer and then how do i listen to it you can listen to iTunes or you can listen to your iphone or or your ipod or whatever and like there's there's so much that that's around having a cursory knowledge of computers and technology that 
does not mesh with someone that knows what a what a radio is. That all you need to do to turn on a radio is to turn a knob, to turn a dial. It is very hard to kind to kind of explain to someone, even even if they have a knowledge of a computer. Yeah, it's hard to get them entangled to it. I almost feel like somebody has to have heard of a podcast before in order you got for you well, to get them enticed into listening to you. Right. I, right. Also, I mean, you, you, our parents can go online and check their email, but that doesn't mean that they receive media yeah. online. Exactly. You know, our, yeah. A lot of our parents are still reading the newspaper and yeah. watching the nightly news. They don't they don't even get news online. Never mind exactly. yeah. listen to a podcast. Exactly. The, the only reason that co- my parents even kind of know about our show is because very early on – I want to say it was like episode three. I I literally I sat at the dining room table and played it for them when I was in New Jersey, and it was the episode where we were talking about uh, we're talking about the diving horse in Atlantic City. Oh, the diving horse! The diving horse in Atlantic they City. They need to bring what, what is the diving horse? You never. Uh, they you used to have the in Atlantic City. They used to have a horse that would go on a on a platform, and there would be a beautiful woman on it. She, uh-huh. I would say, she would be scantily clad, but she would be scantily clad by like nineteen forty standards. <laughs> okay, so she would basically be wearing a burqa, and yeah. then she would be on the horse. And then wait, is that racist? Nah, I've no. <laughs> uh, so, so she would be. She would be semi scantily clad for the for the period, and she'd be sitting on top of the horse, and then the horse would basically dive down into a pool of water. Uh huh. Um, and that was like a a big thing in Atlantic City, the fact that they oh. would have a a woman riding a horse that would dive into a pool of water, and it was gotcha. basically like one of those above ground circular like pools that right. people have in the backyards. Like it wasn't anything spectacular, but that's what they had. Basically, right. they used to have these everywhere. I saw one in like upstate New York, and they would have this horse dive off the platform. And it, it's it's been outlawed because it's considered animal cruelty and whatnot now. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, even so, though I think it was just all good fun. Yeah. So we're we're talking about the diving horse and everything, and then I think we talk about we talk about something about the fact that we're talk we're starting to talk about getting married and looking at rings because that's how he long means the show me and Keith. yeah <laughs> because that's how long the show has been going on i this show has been longer than i've been married um but we were talking about like how we kind of started looking at rings or whatever and uh we talked about my wife's grandmother and you said the phrase and this made my wife super uncomfortable because we're all sitting at the dining room table, and my parents hear this phrase, and Greg one says, "Cause I he says, oh you're uh, finally buying the cow, yeah, because you've been getting the milk for free. Have you been getting the milk for free? Living in sin, and that phrase of like." Getting the milk for free and living in sin made my wife super uncomfortable, and she Greg, was like, Greg did, you, "Greg, did you know what you were saying, man?" Yeah, no, I I knew that he was going to sit down with his family at the dinner <laughs> table in Jersey <laughs> and do this. 
I, I also used to live on a farm. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, well, no, he did used to live by a farm, and then overnight he would go over and fuck the cows. But anyway, <laughs> the, so he would get the milk for free. But Always. Anyway, um, but that was... like the cows were getting the milk for free, am I right? Yeah, I... yeah they were. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, the... No, but that was my point where my parents were just like, oh, we see what you're doing. We understand it. We're not sure we like it. We're not. You know, I'm if, glad. I'm if you I'm seem glad happy, that... we're okay with it. But we're just like, eh, is it? Can you do that? Because I remember way back when the internet very like first started and you were able to start to build your own website. And I had a, a website on um, Netscape. Oh, not GeoCities? No, it was Netscape. It was before <laughs> GeoCities. Um, I had a website on Netscape uh, dedicated to the Avengers. And I don't remember exactly what it was. I think it was basically... You fucking of, dork. I know. It's so bad. I had a bunch of, like, basically, I would just scan in, like, pictures of covers and shit like that. And I don't, I don't entirely remember what it was about, but... I had this this website set up, and as soon as I created it, I went and showed my parents, and I was like, Mom, Dad, look at what I created. Look at this thing that I created out of nothingness. And it was just like, this website is dedicated to, like, Marvel's The Avengers, and my dad was like, well, can you do that? <laughs> can, you, can you dedicate it to somebody else's thing? And I was like, I... Oh God! Oh, no. Co copyrights went way over eight-year-old Keith's head. I don't, yeah, literally, I was probably like ten at the oldest. I was just like, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to make something. I don't know. But I think my dad has now just been like, well, you know, it is what it is. Whatever. I. I'm, I'm These kids and their computers. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you brought it up because I really appreciate that because I've been thinking about like – I think part of my problem is I don't want to have to explain what it is. But I would like her – I would like at least my mom to know about it and I think my dad too. I, I, I would like them to know that I'm – you know, I my all my dad cares about is that I have a fucking job and that I'm, you know, able to live. He, all he ever wanted was me to to make a living and to be able to pay my bills and and to uh you know be happy, have a relationship and all that stuff. But my dad never he was all, always pragmatic. It wasn't like any of the creative stuff that I did registered any more than. Oh, that's great. I'm happy for you and, you know, a slap on the back. But, like, I think that I would like to to have my parents know that I'm doing something creative outside of my uh, my nine to five that I think it really enriches uh, my life. It's just I guess I guess part of the reticence is are they going to understand it the way that you guys understand it or the way that my friends understand it? Uh, I don't even, it's not even that I want them to listen to it. I don't, I don't, I, in fact, I don't care if they listen to it, but it's really, I, I, I think that it would be good for them to at least know that I'm doing something creative. So 
I might, I might actually do that. I'm glad you brought that up. I, 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 I think I, you should broach the subject. Yeah, yeah. I mean, personally, I really don't want my parents to listen. Right. <laughs> based on what we talk about. But I, uh, I think for me, it's important that my dad knows that there is this thing that I do that, um, because my, I know my parents have listened to the episode that I was on with you, of, of your show. I yeah. know my parents have listened to that because my mom told me. Gotcha. Um, and I, th- it's important to me to know that my dad knows that part of the reason I do this and part of the reason that I have this, this drive to do this thing is from him and what he's kind of taught me. Yeah. About just kind of doing it yourself. Yeah, I got you. And that's um, that's the only thing that I really want my dad to know. The other thing I I want I really I so badly and I don't know if I can I I'm going to be able to make this happen. Cuz there's so much explanation involved. I want to do a podcast with my dad. Where I just have him tell all these crazy stories. Yes. Because the more I talk to my dad, I'm just like, you never fucking told me this before. Yes. What the fuck are you talking about? And yes. I so badly want to do that with him. And I don't know if I can get him to do it. Yeah. Like, quick, quick aside, my my grandfather, my dad's father, uh, was getting uh, older uh, as, you know, when I was a kid. And he was getting older and he he got Alzheimer's. And, uh, during the time when they were coming over in, uh, they came over in 1950, um, they were displaced persons after world war two. They were, by the way, liberated by the Nazis, uh, from the Soviet, uh, forces. So imagine that they were liberated by the Nazis. Wow. They were brought back to Germany and right when they were, uh, being put in camps for, for prisoners of war, the, the, the war ended and, uh, they, they, uh, kicked around from 45 to 50. And then in 50, they came to, uh, the United States, they came to New York and, uh, to hear these stories that my grandmother and my grandfather, went through um both from my dad and and his siblings um my grandfather had memoirs and he had a a diary that he kept and he he talked about his his um experiences from uh leaving europe and uh his experiences of coming to the united states and everything but it consistently was something that they had that um that I always thought, like, well, why didn't they keep the memoirs? Why, why didn't they keep these um, these diaries of his? And they lost them. They lost all of these stories, all of these things that my grandfather and my grandmother went through, and my grand- grandmother passed away a few years ago. So that idea that you're talking about, I a few years ago, I had my dad. Um, uh, a few years ago, maybe a couple years ago, I had my dad. Uh, write up uh, these stories he used to tell me my whole life. You know, when you would meet someone new and my dad says, hey, listen to this story, and he's going to tell this story, but all of his kids have heard this story 15 fucking times, or 50 times, or whatever. I finally wanted him to write these down because I wanted a copy of them. I wanted to have my uh, my memoirs of my father that I didn't have of my grandfather. Granted, 
my grandfather's memoirs were in Ukrainian, no less. But it's not like I wouldn't be able to understand them without a translator. But uh, man, would I love to have a fucking podcast or something like that that you're talking about. That's a great idea. I think, you know what you just meant? I think I'm going to do it, and I think I'm going to expand it. I already know the name of the show. I'm not going to share because I don't have any like Twitter things or anything locked down. But um, I don't. I don't have the the domain name <laughs> locked into place. So I want to make sure I well, take yeah, it. Yeah, someone could steal them. that. Um, can, I, can I suggest scrupulousproductions.com? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. No, I think it might be taken. <laughs> no, I think I'm pretty sure that's taken. Uh, but I, I, it's weird that that would be taken because it's such a long fucking name to say. No, but I think I think I might do that, and then I think I might just trying to get into in touch with other people's dads, and that might yeah. be the show where I because the, to me, sorry, <laughs> I'm just gonna Greg, get in touch with other. Greg, would you have dads. a problem with him calling just random dads? Yeah, it's no, no, a little weird. I assume like I will get dads. in touch with people, and they'd be like, "You should talk to my dad," and I'll talk to that person's dad, but. For me and him, it's as if he's telling the story for the first time. Yeah. So that adds a certain element to it where it's it's more exciting. Yeah, yeah. For for Absolutely. everyone. So I th- oh oh I don't know if I have the time to do it, but I'm definitely going to try to do it. Keith, you just going to call it hanging with dads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keith, put put some other things on hold. That's a great project. All right. Hey, honey, we can't have kids for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna you remember that whole thing wanting to wanting to continue our legacy. Let's uh, put that. Let's put I'm that gonna t- I'm gonna talk to other people's dads. I'm hanging with dads. <laughs> <laughs> I really think that's what it should be called. It's so it's so good, but I really I feel like I need to name it after a trope that my dad used to have every time he would tell a story, which is he would go. Every almost every story that my dad would tell would start off a number of years ago, so I feel like I need to call it a number of years ago. That's amazing. Isn't you that got good? The, you got the branding. I feel like I need to call it that. Like, there's no way I cannot call it that, especially if it starts off with my dad. It's amazing. I love it. Uh, all right, fine. I'll start it. <laughs> All right, final. Find time to make it happen. <laughs> Greg's final answer on that: he is not giving your dad. You're not <laughs> dad's info to you. No, Can I? Not. I can't talk to your dad. You're not talking to Joe. Can I expand it to moms too and talk to Sue? <laughs> uh, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. But Greg, what's your um, what's your mom's first name? I like knowing mom's names. <laughs> Greg, I just met you, and I do not want to tell you that. Oh, come on. Just her first name. <laughs> Pat- Patricia. Patri- that's such a good mom name. <laughs> that is a good mom name. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let her know that. We got, yeah, no, she's got a great mom name. She, that's a great mom name. My mom's name is Colleen. His mom's name is Sue. Now, if you... I don't know the last episode that you listened to, but recently, probably within the last six months, we changed it. So our opening is a bunch of lines of dialogue just from pulled from various episodes and stuff. The yep. last line of that is his mom of the opening before he says, we now joined the But You're Wrong podcast, is his mom saying, Mr. Yurik, Mr. Yurik. Talking about Robert Yurik. <laughs> <laughs> 
last time I was up there, I had I met I finally met her. I had her tell me the story. I recorded it on my phone and put her as part of the opening because That's we had talked thing. about it so much. Her and her Robert Urich pajamas, which I know she doesn't have. Oh. There was a few episodes there where we thought Robert Urich might have been Greg's dad. Uh, we, we, I was gonna say we were hoping. I don't know. I don't, I don't know really. <laughs> It was my poor father. Turned out you were related to Robert York. It was a huge thing, so we had to include his mom saying it in the in the opening of our show. Yeah, it became a recurring theme by mother's obsession with Robert (laughs) York. So I had her tell me the whole story one time. Um, Wow, Jesus, this was a fucking long episode. Yeah, I enjoyed every fucking moment. (laughs) I seriously did too. This was, uh, do we, I so, okay, so I don't know what you have planned. Do we want to try and split it into two parts and do like a crossover between the two shows or we can just do all three hours on ours? I don't know, man. I got, I got, uh, if you got, got people stuff. lined up, that's cool. Yeah. Unfortunately I do. I would okay, say okay. any other time I would, uh, talk about splitting it up. But uh, why don't you put it out, man? I'm gonna fucking promote the shit out of it. I don't this care. This is this was really good. I want you. Uh, I want you back on sometime within before Absolutely. we wait another year to do this. Absolutely. Um. All right. Uh. I, I have nothing else. Does anybody else have anything? I I'm good. Otherwise, I I do not have anything in particular. Greg, before the end of your motherfucking life, I need you to get up in some checks mix. I need to hear about it. Ah, uh, I know, I know. At some point, the next time she's in the states, or maybe I'll, maybe I'll go have to go over to the check. I want you to fuck. I want you to fucking do it. I want you to call Keith. Keith, both of you motherfuckers, just get me on Twitter, and then we are going to have an emergency fucking broadcast. <laughs> tell the whole story. For some reason, I thought you were going to live cast it and just yes, oh, as it, it was happening. I feel like that's a no. <laughs> But I feel, yeah, the next day we need to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now I don't know whether to call this episode Checks Mix or Two Gregs, One Keith. I feel like that <laughs> that was the name that I wanted to call the whole fucking time. I was like, Two Gregs, One Keith. Perfect. <laughs> I'm a fan of either, man. But like Checks Mix, man, that's, it's got, it's got branding. Again, let's, branding. Let's save it. Till it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, I, feel I, yeah. like, I feel like two Gregs, one Keith. A lot of people will be like, oh, that's interesting. Let's click yeah. on it. Some people will be like, holy shit, I get it. And then click right. on it. Hey, Keith, by the way, do you guys, I haven't seen it in a while. Have you guys, um, do you break down the segments of the podcast by time code and stuff like that? We do like not. Like the stuff, like talk about race. <laughs> We we do not. Should we? Okay. Is that is does that work for you? Or is okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you want to do that, that's cool because it's a three hour podcast and it might be good to say, hey, go listen to blah blah blah. But it's up to you. It's your it's your fucking show, gentlemen. Let's see who edits this and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> if it's me, maybe. <laughs> if it's Greg. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll just see how that plays out. Um, sure. All right, uh, gentlemen. Well, thank you, um, Greg Sedashny. Right. Thank you so much. 
Is that Thank right? Thank you for having me, guys. All right. Anytime. You're you're definitely welcome back. The um the host of the debatable pod and the uh all all pieces matter, right? All the pieces matter. Yep. All the pieces matter about the wire. Uh-huh. Um you can check him out on Twitter at Mr. Greggles. Uh-huh. Yep, absolutely. And uh I'm Keith Bodela. I'm Greg DiNicola. Uh, remember, everyone, no regrets. And uh, look, if you have a if you have a check Texan lady in her underwear in your bed, and you're about to get in there, and the door knocks, the door is knocking. Just, <laughs> just. If there's a knock at the door, don't fucking answer it. Is the point? Don't fucking don't. answer. Answer it, no matter what it is. No matter if the if the building is literally on fire, don't answer it. Yeah, and just get that done. Yep.